we get here? I led you here, sir. For I am Spartacus. Welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think it was just in the tin, it's Best Film Ever. My name's Ian. I'm Liam. And I'm Ethan. And that's it. Yeah. That's it, yeah, yeah. It's uh, a boys' night. It's a boys', boys night. night. <laughs> I think it's important to get ahead of this and go, we haven't scared off all the women. No, no. no they haven't all quit <laughs> because of some terrible misogyny at the heart of everything that's BFE. Now pick it and out the front. George is not feeling well today, so she's not oh, with bless us. Her. Bless her. So she has sent some notes. Uh, so it means that also on the upcoming uh, BFE mailbag, uh, you'll hear some responses from Georgia, but not through her voice. She has sent along some responses to some questions. Yeah. Just getting I ahead. I do a good impression of George. Uh, yeah, because Ethan's going to kind of be responsible for that. So, Everything. There we go. So, welcome, though, to the BFE as we tackle episode number 91. 91. That thing you do. Woo. Yeah. We're heading towards 100. Tell you what, never a big number. We hit 30,000 listens this week. Wow. Yeah. That came around quick. It did come along quick. That was about 27,000 last time. You- yeah, wow. yeah. It's kind of come around. It, we've all well, this time. Like, best month ever. Best month ever. Best month. Like, the numbers just started really generating. Yeah. So if you think it took us almost a full year to get our first 10,000, and I think this most recent one was about 101 days. Oh, my God. Yeah. My mind's blown. So I think we should do our next 10,000 easily in less than 100 days. So we're just, Ooh. yeah, like with the pods averaging well over 100 a day, I'm, I'm, I'm really quite, quite, quite happy as far as that goes. Yeah. That's amazing. I remember yeah. summer 2020 when you were like, we got our first thousand. I'm like, wow, a thousand. That's, Seven, a, that's a big number. 17 weeks to get our first thousand. <laughs> yeah. So it's incredible, isn't it? And there's people who have podcasts do way more numbers than that. And hey, that's awesome. That's so yeah, awesome. That is awesome. And there's podcasts that do far less. And that's whatever you do, that's awesome too. It's yeah. just our own individual journey to look at where we, we've been and look at where we are. It's just um, it's humbling. I keep saying the word humbling. Oh, uh, it is. Uh, yeah, people keep so checking us out and sticking around. And if you're listening to this, you're probably one of those. Or you're listening yeah. to this for, for the first time today. In which case, thank you so much for just, you know, giving us a reason to turn the mics on, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. If you've yeah. made it this far and haven't turned it off because George is not with us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And there's a little listeners out there now just stop. Just gone. <laughs> Boom. Got the first two minutes and 23 seconds in. Yeah. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's talk about the chart, shall we? Uh, we That's charted true. this week in America. America. In Britain. Uh, in Canada. Canada. In Australia. Right. In Sweden. Cool. Norway. Mm. Ireland. Denmark. The Netherlands. New Zealand. South hey. Africa. Portugal. Come on. Singapore. Finland. Malaysia. The <laughs> Czech Republic. Nigeria. Ghana, number 20 in South Korea, number 37 in Switzerland, number 43 in Saudi Arabia, number 41 in the Ukraine, number 16 in Pakistan. I think that's a new market, isn't it? That must be. Yeah. I don't think I've heard that one before. Number seven in Uganda, number 10 in New Paws Market, Kenya. Wow. Oh. And number two, not number one, but we'll take it. Number two. Yeah. In Sierra Leone. Woo. Thank you. I have no idea, but all around the world, thank you a whole, whole bunch. Seriously, we need to get a map of the world and start ticking off all these places. Oh, we do. We do. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I've got a little chart of the highest we've done in each country, what date that was. Yeah. 
So that's uh, amazing. Just some more things here. I mean, if this is your first time listening to us, check out last week. We we did Mean Girls. We did. We recorded it on Mean Girls Day. We didn't we release did. it on Mean Girls Day, but we did record it on Mean Girls Day, yeah, the third of October. And ch- check out Fun Size Films. George and I've done a couple of these now. The Gunfighter came out on Friday. The Gunfighter. Uh, the film's available. It's like six minutes, nine minutes long on YouTube. Watch the video and then I, listen to. I don't know if I got time to watch it. It's, <laughs> <laughs> and we also kind of review chocolate bars at the same time it's Woo! kind of a weird double thing yeah it's, it's, i was expected to go to that road but it has and i really enjoyed it oh nice um ethan you and i did who do you think you are episode five uh david tennant's debut the yeah, christmas invasion five Ooh, yeah exciting and we've got the bfe mail call coming up this coming friday up on the bfe looking forward to that yeah, me too. Ethan's our resident uh, sort of question bringer, and I'm sure the uh, the mailbag was dropped off by resident Posty Russell. That's a reminder. I got to cue up that sound effect before we do that episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, do you think a Christmas will have a different mailbag? So much tension. Have a festive t- <laughs> yeah. mailbag. Yeah, a Santa mailbag. <laughs> Actually, we should do. What's uh, this? this is going to be a November one. We should do a special Christmas, a Christmas themed mailbag. Yeah. Why yeah, not? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Okay, let's go ahead and do some reflections and corrections, and we're starting off a friend of the. Podcast, podcast, <laughs> sound very American. There. A friend of the podcast, <laughs> uh, that would be Carlo, no, 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 no. who says talking about Mean Girls. Uh, I agree a lot about the issues you brought up, but I think that by keeping the characters more amoral or gray, if you will, and having things sort of revert to the same with many characters not learning anything, it makes it more real. Maybe, maybe it was messed up, but isn't that how high school was? Not sure if Faye and uh, Tina Fey and Mark Waters intended to put that irony forward but how many of us went through the communal big speech and self-realization moments in high school and i went you're not wrong (laughs) but i responded (laughs) (laughs) of course of course i said you're right about most of this but the film clearly tells us that janice wins the film tells us she wins this and we're not students we're 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 sort of flies in the wall we're Mm. observers in this and the film also tells us that tina fey is right but then allows janice to win yeah and it defies its own internal logic and that's what we talked about you can have it one way but you can't have it both without it being a problem yeah, exactly so then i did some research on Ooh. this and i'm not alone in this whole janice ian is the villain of mean girls no, theory. Villain. she's oh. even admitted the the, the lizzie kaplan's gone yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's pretty layered is the way she's put it <laughs> but I think that's code for janice is a sociopath and janice uses so i'm, I'm very glad i stumbled upon i came across this theory well i came up to this theory before I, I went deeper into it and found yeah, it somewhere yeah, else, because yeah. I'm like, damn straight she is. <laughs> Just a thought. Um, and um, so there we, go. Uh, we have to get some audio feedback, and I don't usually do this, but I do want to play this. This is from the Recasted Podcast. I didn't ask them for me to do this, but I listened to it and went, that's pretty good. Uh, Ethan, I'm not sure if you're going to hear it. Well, you'll have to let me know after the fact. But uh, I sort of put my hand up while it's <laughs> playing, and I'll put the hand up again when it's over, just <laughs> yeah. so that you're aware, okay? This is Wayne G. from the Recasted Podcast. I had to give my thoughts on the Mean Girls episode. You guys solidified what I already believed about this film. It is not a cautionary tale. It does not discourage mean girl behavior, but actually encourages the behavior by glorifying what the mean girls get as a result of being mean girls. Popularity, friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, power, the ability to get anything that you want because of your status. The tone of the film suggests they're trying to warn young girls about the dangers of cliques and popularity, but the execution of the film does the exact opposite. 
It reminds me of the movie Blow with Johnny Depp. Instead of discouraging people from becoming drug dealers because of what can happen to you, it glorifies the benefits of becoming a drug dealer. Money, women, houses, cars, power. The cautionary tale is about getting lazy and overplaying your hand once you achieve the status of a drug lord. The message of the movie is, you should be a drug lord, just don't be an idiot once you are. The moral of the story is completely parallel to Mean Girls. You guys did a fantastic job, as always. I always look forward to your banter. I just had to let you know that your conversation on the film made me dig my feet in deeper about the film's overall message. So, thanks a lot, Wayne. Yeah. Um, Ethan, I'm guessing you still didn't hear any of that, but that's okay. (laughs) No, I'm I'm, I'm nodding my head just knowing that someone (laughs) said something about us. Okay. Uh, I I thought, first off, I thought, Wayne, very, very eloquent speaker. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be very curious if there's a script on that or if he's just free flowing because that's impressive. If he's free flowing, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. And good set of pipes on him. Yeah, yeah. So, so thanks a lot, Wayne. Uh, they, they, he does a really fun podcast. Right? They take, take a movie, and then he and his um, his podcasting partner come up with a, with a cast each. Oh, okay. And then they get the audience to vote on who cast it better. I've got some comments on oh, something I they've like done that. recently. It's a neat idea. It's, it's, it's a neat idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of roasted one of them. I, forget, <laughs> I don't know if it was Wayne or if it was partner. I roasted one of them about their choices this week. We'll take a look in a minute and see kind of how that went down. <laughs> but no, thanks a lot. And it did, you know. It, Thank you. And it's always great to hear from, from our listeners. In this case, literally mm. hear from them. And I'm hoping that with a change we're going to do, something we're sort of putting out there, maybe there'll be a chance for a bit more stuff like that coming down the line as a perk. Yeah. Because we announced last week we did we're gonna do a patreon yeah starting yeah. january 2022 yeah we've been out for almost two years we have we have i i, I don't think we're one of these podcasts who went three weeks and then went now start charging money you're no, finding one no, and it's no, just no, a way no. for people who want to help support the podcast because there are some costs associated yeah. with doing the podcast mm. yeah there is and people who want to maybe get a little bit more inside knowledge or maybe even have themselves featured in some capacity on the podcast yeah. maybe appear on the podcast yeah maybe, maybe choose a movie for the podcast yeah can i choose Ooh. movies for the podcast can you choose a movie no can i be on this podcast no well, you have to sign up for the patreon <laughs> i'm in i rule with an iron fist i've made no qualm i am the mr white of the uh, you are indeed i'm also spartacus i don't know how i'm both but i am uh, i don't know if i makes me the smart one. Oh, I like the idea of that. I'm the smart one. I'm just the Spartan. The Spartan. <laughs> <laughs> let's do some shout outs, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, it's a musical podcast who said, if you're looking for the perfect podcast, and they listed a couple, included us in that list. Oh. We might have even been first. Ooh. So thanks a lot, guy. I, I, Danny and Drew are great. They are. So, so uh, also Deborah Maria Ramos, who pops every now and then, just 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 showing us some love. So thanks a lot oh, there. Thank you. A resident yeah. postal Resident Posty <laughs> Russell. I almost did the thing. I almost called him Russie. <laughs> that might become a new thing. It's been a while since we shouted out our Posty, isn't it? Yeah. I don't remember talking about him more lately. So, hello, Russell. Yeah. Hey, Hi, hey, 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 Mr. Postman. Postman. Uh, but we'll be hearing from him in the intro for our we mailbag episode ever yeah. so shortly. Yeah. Uh, guess who's getting married? 
It's not me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was genuinely shocked. No, no. It's, it's like Barry in the in the, in the shout outs thing because that was a Barry. This is a shout out to one of our very own OG sort of peeps. Julene's getting married. Oh, oh. that went very high. <laughs> so there we go. Yeah, Julene's getting married. So Congratulations. I I have oh. wished her on Twitter on this, this group chat we're in nothing but the highest of, of congratulations from all of us. But I wanted to do it here in the sort of verbal sense. Oh, that's great. So well done, Julian. I hope, I hope you guys have every happiness and just a wonderful day. Yeah. And lifetime mm. after that, too, because it's about more than the day. It is. Shoot the flick for all the love, the film effect for all the love. Even the score, who said we missed it by that much on our Mean Girls <laughs> date. I'm like, I know we didn't release yeah, it on October. I know. We, we, we stated that quite clearly. <laughs> We're all very busy. And so, unfortunately, Sunday is the day we have to do the recording. And exactly, that kind yeah. of got in the way of... Uh, Whatever, but I didn't want to wait like four more years until it fell on a Tuesday. So I thought, no, <laughs> now's the time to do it. Uh, we already shout out to Carlo, but thanks a lot, Carlo, from the the movie loot for everything that he does. He, he does a great job. Uh, plastic was uh, done by it we had was? we got feedback from Julene, Kirsty, and Carlo. A lot of Carlo early yeah, on in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alex from Main Street Finance. Thanks a lot for yeah. all the love. The Ultra Dural Parlay Hour. Even M from even M. What am I talking about? M <laughs> from Verbal Diorama. <laughs> Ray from Not Before Coffee. In short form, that would be NBC. I just had a mouthful of drink then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to join in. Uh, so would have, but the, the delay would have delay. It's hard with ethan's on the zoom today yeah. so it's not oh, always perfect okay. uh the so wizard podcast who do great stuff uh just go watch pod for the love the effing nerds for the love cinema recall for the love and then sister of the podcast kirsty got a hold of me and said Ooh. i don't know what this is in response to i know i mentioned moving a coffee maker up to my room or something like that right. once she went this is where my sister i wrote you can't fool me i think is how it started i didn't copy that part but <laughs> i remember your late nights of reading a book and then writing the essay the night before it was due in high school i will say those were never the same day because (laughs) we used to do at my school it was always a test to make sure you'd read it and then a couple like a month later do the essay oh okay yeah so it was never both in the same day i will say and i only remember doing this once but she says the coffee banker spent more time in my room than in the kitchen (laughs) i remember this doing doing this once to read pride and prejudice in one night how the hell did you do that uh coffee uh <laughs> my uh my uh a level the equivalent of, of a level teacher um he go in the room and say okay you know we have the reading test tomorrow i said ian what page are you on i went eight this isn't just like, like this is like, like the year about like counts for like university applications yeah, and stuff yeah. like that and he's like what are you gonna do i said i'm gonna read it and uh sure enough uh, there was like a comprehension test the next day and uh, when you handed him back i uh, got like 96 and he said i guess cramming actually does work again yeah, fresh in your mind isn't <laughs> oh, it? oh man I'll tell, I, actually, you know what good story if, it, if the story wasn't as good as it was there's oh, no okay. way i would have gone through it in the night but i actually oh, okay. found myself like engrossed in the story Oh, cool. So that helped with the fatigue, but there's about a 20 page section I was really sketchy on. I'm like, I don't really remember much of it because I was that tired. <laughs> so, but that would be the 4% well I got you. wrong. Ah, yeah, you know how it is. Yeah. Um, Amanda from the Sip List, who liked Rise of Skywalker until the ending. That's for you, Ethan. I mean, I was like, I was trying to slam Ooh. like the world's worst Ooh. sequels. 
And I got to, I said Rise of Skywalker. She went, oh, I liked it till the end. That movie sucks. <laughs> I don't like it till the end. Okay, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the There's vi- a conversation. There for the villains demand who are so kind and wreck us every single week. Uh, the boys from the recasted podcast uh, because they're great fun on Twitter and their pod is great. Now, this is the part where I, I don't remember which one it was who I slammed, but they recast the Matrix. Oh, go on. And the one <laughs> oh. guy, I loved his cast, but he put uh, Daniel Radcliffe as Neo. And I went, oh, really? There's no... He's like, no, he's grown a lot since then. I'm like, yeah, not, he has grown, but well, not like he's grown, but yeah. but not physically. He's still five foot, like four. Yeah, like he's five foot four, and he went, oh, so that matters a lot. I'm like, yes, he's got to know kung fu and fight people, and if he's like eight inches shorter than Agent Smith, that's not gonna work. See, I like Daniel Radcliffe a lot, but I c- I could never see. He's him not, as and he was like always. No, he's, no, he no, said no. the response I got was I was casting him as the computer nerd. Not what's his name? Because uh, the Agent Smith always sells. Oh, hello, Mister Anderson. Anderson. Yeah. yeah, if you cast him as, as as Mr. Anderson, I guess fair enough. But he's got to be Neo with the black trench coat and kicking ass. You know yeah. what I mean? That's not Harry Potter. Could you imagine Harry Potter doing um, John Wick? Well, that's what he said. He said I wasn't casting <laughs> well, John he, Wick. He, he did. He did with that Guns Akimbo because Dan Radcliffe's done weird indie films, and I just see him as weird indie films, not action star like Matrix style. Well, yeah. So uh, I got a huge announcement this week, like absolutely Ooh. massive. Reverend Bruce got Twitter. Woo! <laughs> so thanks. So, so we'll be hearing from Reverend Bruce. It's great because he was the one person who was like engaging with us on our Facebook Messenger account, yeah. and so I was always having to go back to that. What like change my my um, my Messenger account to that, and then hop back, and then that. And he's got Twitter now. And he's also got he reviews movies on a podcast, not podcast on a on, on a website. Oh, so fantastic! I think it's like BruceMcRae dot com or something like that. So I I, I wrote it down. BruceMcRae dot com. Give it a give it a watch. Give I, it a I've been on Instagram, not Instagram, um, Twitter, Twitter. Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Yeah, been on that for what? How long now? I have no idea, buddy. That's about four, three, four months. Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't know how to go back to see things. So I see things pop up, and I go, "Oh, I can answer that." Well, we'll, we'll have I, a little session, and then I can never find it again. He, uh, Reverend Bruce said, <laughs> "That's gone." Reverend Bruce said, uh, "I'm not totally an old guy, and I've got my brackets here. Look, dude, if Liam can learn, anyone can learn. <laughs> He's not wrong." <laughs> um, Julian asked what a good Halloween movie was for ages six to twelve, and I got a similar question. We're gonna have a question for the group, uh, everybody out there listening, in just a little bit. I said, "Little Shop of Horrors," end of list. That was me. Oh, okay, now, you, for anybody out there. I don't care about spooky season. I just no, don't. No, no, same. I am like the Scrooge to Halloween. Yeah, yeah, same. I just don't care. I don't either. Look, as Scrooge said, you celebrate Halloween in your way and let me celebrate it in mine. <laughs> and if I don't keep it in my heart, that's okay. Yeah, 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 You have fun with your Halloween, but leave me alone, humbug. I've never seen A Nightmare Before Christmas, but visually, wouldn't that entice children? I don't know. I don't it know. Would. Well, is, is it really it's- a Halloween movie? It's a Christmas movie, isn't it? It's it's post Halloween. I've always it's a Christmas movie for emo kids, is what it is. Well, no, um, (laughs) because someone explains it's the hot topic Christmas movie. Yeah, he lives in Halloween or something. Yes, but he wants to bring Christmas to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's basically mixed Tim Burton in with the Grinch that stole Christmas (laughs) and a little bit of Corpse Bride, (laughs) and that's what you've got. See, well, this thing it begins after Halloween, so Halloween's happened. Like, what else are we gonna do for another year? Christmas stuff. There we go. There we go. So, um... A nightmare Before Easter. 
<laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and then we had lots of people who wanted to talk about uh, Ellie's departure. Yeah. And I thought we'd yeah. read it because there were some nice comments that came in. So first off, um, friend of the podcast, Dwayne Smith. Dwayne Smith. Just said, no. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, gone. No. Apparently she go higher in pitch as well, they say. I don't know. Because apparently when you fall, that's what happens to sound. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Resident Posty Russell said, sad to hear Ellie's leaving the pod. Ellie's, they say in WWE, best of luck with your future endeavors. And I've got my notes, because if there's someone who appreciates a WWE reference, it's (laughs) Ellie. (laughs) You know how much Ellie loves her wrestling. (laughs) I hate you listening, Ellie. Uh, Carlo uh, said that he skipped Casino Royale. He will get to it, but he had to listen to the announcement from Ellie's voice with a crying emoji beside that. He said he has to admit his eyes welled up a little. You'll be missed in the pod. Oh, you're not the only welled up. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, my sister said... Oh, Liam's um, crying hurt me. My sister said she yeah, enjoyed sorry, the whole yeah. ep and appreciated the emotion shown in regards to Ellie leaving. Ellie, I will miss you. Wishing you nothing but the best. And then we had... Our poet laureate, he takes his job very seriously. <laughs> he wrote a poem, and I have not read this in full. I just gave it a hashtag so I could find it later. So here we are. This is called Farewell Ellie from the poet laureate of the BFE. Ethan, would you help me out? Sir Dwayne of Smith. Dwayne of Smith. Says, <laughs> Sir Dwayne of Smith. <laughs> For seven months and one year, Ellie has been here in our ears, an important part of our week, the voice we love to hear speak. Always forthright in her opinions, never weak, she has given us strong opinions, sometimes wrong opinions, opinions that we could not abide, like when she hated the Princess Bride. (gasps) But then she fought her corner and stood up to Ian when he tried to talk her down from that incredible ten. The notebook, Ellie decided, was in fact perfect, and so was worth it. She stood firm on the subject. Ian relented and gave his respect. So as Ellie heads for the door, we shall not scream, boo, you whore. <laughs> no, because we long for more. All of us will miss her, that's for sure. Everyone hopes this is merely a hiatus. AE cannot become the permanent status. Pray Ellie is not forever gone. BFE will leave the light on. Oh, of course we will. Oh. I don't remember how many we talked talking like out of her no i said if you like it for this reason that's totally justified i don't think anybody ever to convince me that the notebook or whatever it was deserved a 10 uh, but anyway yeah it's a really nice sentiment so thank you really nice. and if i can just link it one more time to mean girls i will say that she will always go here <laughs> yeah. In fact, we're not gonna go the whole we're not gonna do that that's not a thing that we do so there we go so thank you Dwayne. that's a really nice sentiment and i'm yeah, sure ellie thank you it's just a matter of just things are busy yeah things Things are busy you know life gets in the way sometimes yes yeah so uh and i have i have sent a short list of stuff she might be interested at some point and said the door is always open the light is always on yeah so if i'm hoping she can still remain as part of a thing but it it, there's no judgment if if that can't happen if it's if life is too busy i we fully understand yeah so let's go ahead. Uh, Real Roundtable, you've got until Saturday to get your picks in. Be Saturday. like Ashley. Be like Ed. Get your picks in for the Masters of Disguise. I was asked by someone, I won't say who, if it counts when um, Christian is disguised as the um, as the Count briefly so he can meet Satine by the Bohemians. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And I went, well, no, he doesn't know. 
And B, it was five minutes of the film. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Moulin Rouge, not a count. No, no not no, a no, count. No. I mean, if you put me on put on a list, I want, I'm, I'm not gonna go. Well, you're wrong. Okay, fine, fair enough. But if you want my official ruling, and if you care about it, no, it doesn't count. But if you put it on, I'll include it. But you know what? Not many people are gonna include it for it to count. So I'm okay. Nobody cares about all of a sudden. Ruling. All of a sudden, yeah, exactly. <laughs> everyone's gonna put Moulin Rouge. In this, this, this all giant of mine will say Moulin Rouge now. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> that then, I, then I will spoil your battle because yeah. you can't count for more than one. Uh, um, so do that. Uh, let's go ahead and talk ever so briefly. It is that time about fantasy football. Acknowledge me. I would say I'm knowledge me. I'm four and zero. Yeah, I'm not in first place anymore. Oh, Ellie's also four and zero. Really? And Ellie's got more points scored than I do, so ah. she beats the tiebreaker. But I'm still undefeated. Well so done, take Ellie. that. Woo! Although I'm Woo! in it, I'm in it against uh, Ed from the Film Effect Podcast. Yeah. Right now, he's up on me, so we'll see. I'm ranked second. He's ranked fifth. Uh, Ellie's first and is playing Sean from uh, Cheap Seat Reviews. He's in fourth. He's really, I said he was going to be player. He is. He did. And Georgia's third. Well and she's Georgia. playing Defining Disney. So the BFE crew have the one, two, three, and 12 spots. <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. He's 12. William, I forget who 12 is. <laughs> I don't remember who 12 is. <laughs> uh, but you are playing Amanda from the SIP list. And last I checked, you were ahead. I was. You were I, ahead. This might be the only time I win. <laughs> so there we go. So that is our quick little fantasy football update. Many congrats to, to, to Ellie for briefly taking over the top spot. We'll see if it continues. Yeah. Come on, Ellie. I'm waiting for you. I need Christian McCaffrey <laughs> back in a bad way. All right. So um, why not give us a review? If you're so inclined on yeah. Apple iTunes, make our day. Speaking of making our day up, let's talk about that thing you do. Yeah. yeah. What a film. I forget how much I like this film until I watch it every time. I've, this is my second watch. Is it? Yeah, the first watch. I remember how I felt. Just yeah. couldn't, couldn't remember the movie. And uh, wow, what a great little movie. I love it. A few years ago, I used to run a uh, uh, a movie club, really, for like Key Stage 3 students. The, yeah. the films that were like, you know, you know, very early teenager appropriate. Mm-hmm. And so this was on the list. And so I was like, oh, it's a really good movie. And uh, I think that was the last time I saw it. So that might have been like five, six years ago. I don't remember this being a big hit at all. I remember it going under the radar. I didn't see this until... I remember Tom Hanks going on the Oprah show, so you oh, wouldn't have access to that. No. But I remember him with a guitar playing That Thing You Do for Oprah on the really? couch, just sort of strumming oh, along with it. Yeah, Who wrote that song? Because that's amazing. We're going to find oh, out. Yeah, look yeah, at that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ethan, was this your first time seeing this? Yeah, this is my first oh, time. Oh, that's it, cool. Nice, nice, nice. It's because when, when we did the Hanks for the Memories thing, you mentioned, like, oh, that sounds really cool. I'll add that to my watch list. Mm. I, this was, like, really good timing for me because I, I do an editing class for a university, and we cover a load of uh, sort of modern movies and then old school movies. So we did, like, um, we've, done, we've done a couple of Tom Hanks stuff. We did You've Got Mail and then the film that was based on from the 40s and 50s. Uh, and this is this week's movie we're analyzing for editing because of how they shoot things uh, to look like it's in the 60s, but from a 90s perspective. So it was really well-timed for this. Excellent. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, when we did the Hanks for the Memories, this movie received not one vote from us, nor from the public. Wow. It's, wow. This is when the flies under the radar. But again, it does fly under the radar, doesn't it? I think even in my memory, I thought Hanks wasn't in this. I mean, it's Hanks. So it's really hard mm. to go, especially for the audience, for a top five. 
I don't know how you justify a film where he's clearly a supporting player. Very, very. Into it. It's really, and he doesn't. He doesn't come into the film until like what? He's a good forty, 40 minutes? minutes in. Yeah, forty minutes. And for yeah. anybody curious, we watched the theatrical release today. We didn't watch the extended cut. I think. Oh, I'm not mistaken. It might have been Ed from the Film Effect podcast. I don't want to get this wrong, but I think it was him. They did an episode on the extended cut. Oh, okay. Uh, we didn't. We did How the theatrical much more cut. Is the extended cut. Oh, it's like forty minutes. It's like oh, it's like it was like the Apocalypse Now version of that thing you do. <laughs> Oh, I think I'd be able to sit through that, though. Yeah, it goes into a fair bit, and there's a little bit extra. We'll talk briefly about one or two elements, but that's about it. Okay. Uh, from the extended cut. But this, I think, this is a nicely paced movie. It is. Yeah. Mm. It, the third act might unravel a little quickly. <laughs> you think? <laughs> um, but written and directed by Tom Hanks, who also wrote and directed Larry Crown, for what it's worth. I like Larry Crown. I haven't seen Larry Crown. It's oh. Julia Roberts. He goes back to school, right? Yeah. 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 Cool. A cinematography <laughs> by Tak Fujimoto, who did Silence of the Lambs, The Sixth Sense, and Star Wars A New Hope. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like what, proper. What, what a mix. And, and the, photogra- uh, the cinematography is very good in this, actually. It is. And music mm-hmm. by Howard Shore, who we last talked about when we did Fellowship of the Ring. Yes. Same guy. Mm-hmm. Also did Twilight and Aviator. Oh. So there we go. You, you I, really like The Aviator. I, I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long film. It is a long film, but I enjoy it. Mean, at the end of the day, it's one of them things, if I'm engrossed in it, I don't care how long it is. Indeed. I feel it's because I'm bringing this up. I forgot. We are going to give the our audience, in two weeks' time, we're doing a Halloween-themed yeah, film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adjacent sort of film, at the very least. We've all got a pick, including Georgia, and we'll reveal those at the end, because we need the audience to vote on this. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. So, Ethan, please don't hashtag any Coraline fan no, groups this year. Ethan. <laughs> it's can't believe it's no, been a year since Ethan I'm ruined our Halloween Because I'm part of the vote this time. I, I can't even touch anything. There we I go. He must have lit on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> he should have been blacklisted. So I played the long game. Uh, you uh, did indeed. That Thing You Do is a 1996 American comedy film co-starring, written, directed by Tom Hanks in his directorial debut. It tells the story of the rise and fall of a fictional 1960s one-hit wonder pop band, The One. Wonders. And we're really kind of ready more or less to get into it. There's not a whole lot of um, contact stuff really about this because it was kind of a little under the radar sort of thing. <laughs> the one so, hit wonders. The one hit wonders. <laughs> so let's talk uh, deep dive. There is a bunch of parallels between the wonders and the Beatles. And as we go oh, through, so as we go through, mm-hmm. I will try and pepper a few. And Liam, you're you're quite the music historian yourself. So yeah, yeah. should you uh, think of some as well, go ahead and drop that in. I thought it was quite nice. And we'll try to explain to Ethan who the Beatles were. <laughs> the Beatles. The Beatles. Are yes. you sure? You are saying I've that correctly. The Beatles. Yes. The uh, Beatles. Yes. Beatles. It was. It was that little independent band that John Lennon was in before he was with Yoko. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh that yes. Yes. Band before, band yeah. Was that? Was that with the um that Paul McCartney who did that that song with uh, with Kanye West? I think I've heard of him once or twice. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> um. So, um, in the extended cut, which we didn't talk about, it is shown that the group's manager, Mr. White, has a boyfriend. I think it must oh. be the guy he's standing beside when they're shooting the movie. Oh, okay. He's behind a very good-looking young man. Yeah. Um, and this is a, sort of a reference because the Beatles manager, Brian Epstein. He was, yeah. Was gay. But they didn't really push that too far, though, in this, did they? Well, apparently, in the extended cut, there is a whole... Oh, okay. okay. It, it, there's, there's a little bit more about that, yeah. Because that's not what I got the first time I watched it. No, it's not what I got any time I watched. Even no. this one, if I didn't know that, you're no, not you're no, getting no, that. No, no. Uh, no so, I was thinking it was more Steve Zahn that they were going to hint towards being gay at points. No, yeah, it's not. Mm. It's a kid, yeah. But uh, the music for the film uh, features original music written by Tom Hanks, Adam Schlesinger, Rick Elias, Scott Rognes, Mike 
Picarillo, Gary Goatsman, and, as we said previously, Howard Shore. Tom Hanks claims he wrote the script while doing the promotion for Forrest Gump, which we did just a few weeks ago, because yeah. he was so bored doing these nonstop interviews, he started working on that thing you do. <laughs> Why not? That's the thing you do, in it? <laughs> and we had the opening credits, and Liam, you said this gave you a bit of a Christmas feel, this loving you lots and yeah, lots. Yeah, it did. It's credited to the fictitious Norm Wooster Singers and was written by Tom Hanks. Oh, so that's a nice little that's song. a really nice little song. It's that a really send up you in. Of, now, I don't know who Ray Conniff or Mitch Miller or uh, are, but apparently these are practitioners of the beautiful music or proto-music formats that were like adult radio during the early 1960s in LA. Oh, okay. But yeah. And Guy we see trying to sell electronics, and the credits are very era-specific, very... It reminds me, I know, I know it's set in 60... Four, is it 63 64 i want to 64, say 64 yeah. yeah um but you know that feeling you had when you watched happy days it was filmed in the 70s yeah so set in the that, 50s though wasn't it? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, that's like this it's got that filmed in you ever seen down with love oh ewan mcgregor renee zellweger, renee zellweger yeah it's like a period piece from the 60s yeah. it felt very much like this the it, introductory credits yeah yeah like this fake was- 60s I, like I was going to refer it more sort of the same with, uh, was it that 70s show that's, you know, filmed in the 90s, but made to resemble the 70s. I was getting that same, that yep. same kind of attempted line. So how do you sort of build on nostalgia and sort of show yeah. that off? And exactly, then we have, yeah. it's, it's a really nice way of making me care about Guy, actually. I By sort it. of showing him here. Uh, I, I thought it was it. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very endearing. And let's talk about Guy, played by Tom Everett Scott. In his feature film debut. Wow. wow. Tom Hanks was opposed to hiring him. Because he looks so much like Tom Hanks. Yeah. I, I was going to say that. I said that at one point, you didn't did. I? You did. He was finally convinced by his wife, Rita Wilson, who thought Scott was cute. Oh, well, of course, well, it looks yeah. like her husband. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> yeah. That um, makes sense for what happens later in the film. It does. Too, yes. it does. When everybody leaves, Guy plays the drums downstairs to a Dell Paxton jazz record. And yeah. then Guy's dad's a bit of a ball buster. <laughs> Any. You left I'm the light bit. on. I don't know what to make. Hey, we leave the light on. I don't, yeah, we leave the light Hey, it's for Sierra Leone. Um, and for Ellie. Uh, but but, but we didn't. Um, I'm not sure if a dad's like, as a character, I'm not sure I get dad. No. He just, he's no. kind of there. He flip-flopped very quickly. They wanted to be like that hard dad. Yeah. But then he, over the course of the movie, he flipped. But we don't really see why. Or we no. don't see him being proud of his son or. Or encourage. Like, maybe in the, in the cut scenes, there's a bit where he's like, that, that. That's my son. Because he discourages him all the time, doesn't he? Why are you putting them records in the window for? Yeah. You know, and all this. And Maybe now he's got, like, the radios playing. And, you yeah. know, he's like, oh, it's my... Yeah, great. Ah. <laughs> but it's just kind of... Yeah. Yeah. He looks bewildered, doesn't he? He does. <laughs> and we meet Liv Tyler and the band. And Liv Tyler uh, plays Faye. Faye. And we'll talk yeah. about the band a little bit here. They're trying to figure out a band name. And Jimmy's, like, hung up on it. It's got to be a pun. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. got to be like, what if it was like the, what was it? Instead of Corvettes, it was the Cordettes. The Cordettes. Yeah, yeah. And like other things like yeah, that. Yeah, and yeah. the Herdsman, because you heard it. <laughs> just really, like, he's really wanted to go for this, like, it's again, pun. Because of the Beatles, isn't it? The Beatles, that's another one of the links, yeah, is yeah. this, you know, this, the idea that beat. Yeah. Yeah. But then also, like, the, the insect being the Beatles. Yeah, 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 yeah. And apparently there's a thing where, like, Beatle can also be, like, a slang term in the North for girls. Oh, did yeah, I, yeah. I didn't know that. I have heard that, yeah. Oh, okay. So, um, and so uh, while we're there, we meet Lenny, Steve Zahn, 
who is actually an accomplished singer and guitarist. Oh, well, there we are. There we go. He did look like he that was would playing. make a lot of sense. He, does, yeah. he also played guitar and sang in Saving Silverman. I never saw that, but it was it. and he was the best man at Tom Everett Scott's wedding. Aww. So yeah, I don't know if it was this movie or if they were friends before or what it was, but that's a nice little moment. It is uh, the bass player. The Wonders bass player, played by Ethan Embry, who you recognize, Liam, as being from... Empire Records. He's Mark from Empire yeah. Records. Mark who eats the hash brownie and freaks <laughs> out because the aliens in the music video, he's like, join our band, and then they eat him. It's <laughs> great. Um, I t- he looks so much taller in this movie. Yeah. But also starring Liv Tyler. Yes. That's weird. I, I hadn't put the link. Yeah, I mean, yeah. until I just said that, yeah. I hadn't got there myself. Yeah. Uh, he is credited in the end credits as TB Player the bass player <laughs> it's a joke based on the perception that bass players are often unknown underappreciated and interchangeable like paul mccartney i, I remember I a great bass player you can like is but you can teach someone to play bass in five minutes yeah, yeah. the number there was this band there's a few bands at my high school but there was like this number two kind of band because we had our main band but there was another and it was like the, like the lead guitar player's girlfriend wanted to be in the band so they so they taught her to play bass and i'm using the word taught very generously <laughs> like Sid vicious talk oh it's just like yeah if, it, if the chords are d play this note and then when it's d play it and just go dum 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 that's all it is uh we meet chad who's the drummer played by frank jr not Frank Jr. Jr., but just Frank Jr. from Friends. Yeah, Giovanni yeah, G- Ribisi, Phoebe's brother. Oh, he was in everything back in the day. He was. He's. I really like Giovanni oh, Ribisi. I do. I do. He, yeah, he's kind of. He did. Was it Sneaky Pete? And then he's just completely gone off the. I, the last thing I really remember him in, and it's a long time ago, was Lost in Translation. I was going to say Avatar. Oh, I've not seen Avatar yeah. all the way through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a great actor. Uh, and. <laughs> Guy is having, he's at a cafe, and the band's having like a band meeting, trying to figure out their name. And the guy we found out played percussion in some band a while back. And um, the, Lenny goes over and goes, oh, Chad, you know, he goes, he goes, yeah, for Chad, every song is Wipeout. So like, the drummer's not very good is what we get. Yeah. Uh, and Jimmy's still talking band names. Now they're outside of the, the cafe, and the bass player and Chad are trying to jump parking meters. <laughs> And I'm like well impressed that Chad can jump the the, the parking meter. I don't know if he's got like a little stool helping him, but that's not a, that's pretty high up. Uh, yeah, I'd give it a go. Uh, the bass player is terrible at it, but then on a, like it's, it's great because the main conversation is in the foreground, but because of the fact that it's like right between them, it's you can't brilliant. help but see them jump these. Uh, is that what you call a focus pull? It's shallow depth of field because the the. the, the What's in focus doesn't change. Oh, okay. So we have, I think Jimmy's in the foreground. Is Jimmy in the foreground in focus or is he out of focus? I think he's, in- I think they're all in focus. He's, yeah, him and Steve Zahn are uh, like out of focus in, and, in the foreground. And, 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 and Faye. Yeah. They're out of focus in the foreground. So you can't help but yeah. look at what's going on behind yeah, them because yeah. they need you to see him fall. And he falls and he lands. He goes, I like when he looks over and he goes, the bass player goes, uh oh. He, start- he laughs at first and he goes, uh oh. And he breaks his arm. And uh, this is a little bit of another link to the Beatles and that both acts reached fame after replacing their original drummer. Yeah, people. Which actually, the original drummer in the Beatles, depending on if you want to, how far back you want to go, Paul McCartney. Really? Paul, oh, yeah. Mac played drums early on. I never knew and that. And he did not want to go back on drums when, when Pete Best left. Oh, he fought that and oh. did not want to go back on drums. I never knew because that. Because you can't sing really from the drums, yeah, can yeah, you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, Phil yeah. Collins tries, but you, you, you can't do it while... I got a buddy named Chuck. Great drummer. He listens to the pod occasionally. Hey. Great drummer, but 
it's really hard when you drum to keep your pitch from going flat. Just all the motion, it's yeah, really yeah. difficult. It's like running. No matter how good yeah. your cardio is, it's almost because you're asking your voice to do so much more than just sing because you have yeah, to keep yeah, your yeah. breathing controlled as you do cardio. Yeah, really. yeah, 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 yeah. Really, really weird. Wow. So, yeah. I never knew that. What, the Mac and played drums? Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. love that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, and so uh, Jimmy goes down and offers Guy a spot in the band just for tonight. And he goes, what's the tune? He goes, oh, it's an original that, that, that I wrote. And Lenny goes, hmm? <laughs> he goes, okay, but the band wrote. However, in all the future pressings, it's just put down as Mattingly as the writer of the song. It is. I was supposed to be them too, oh. though, wasn't it? I, I don't know if we're supposed to like Lennon and McCartney just, or what the deal yeah, is. Yeah. Yeah. The Maybe it's just the two of them, yeah, but he yeah. wasn't giving it to them. And yeah. I mean, Jimmy's very much the John Lennon of the band. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and we have a practice, I and mean, they practice the song, but it's not really there yet. It's not. It's the slow mm, sort of meandering. Me, it's. I think it's very clever how they play it like that yeah. and slowly get into it, and then go, that must be hard to do that. And guy doesn't mess with it. Guy just like plays at the pace. Goes, Is that it? That's just the one song. All right, we're good. <laughs> um, for the purpose of being able to convincingly per- perform the wonder songs on camera. Uh, Tom Everett Scott, uh, Shaitch, uh, all the I forget what the oh I forget what his act, actor Jimmy anyway Jimmy, um, Steve's on who plays Lenny, and uh, I think it's is it Ethan Embry I want to think it is who plays the bass player. Yeah. Took several yeah. weeks of individual lessons, followed by daily practice of a group. Of the four, only Zahn and Embry, the bass player, had any prior experiences playing their uh, signed Ooh. instruments. They eventually honed their performance to the point where extras in the set thought they were actually playing the songs. That's clever. But in truth, they were just miming along to recordings by professional musicians. But they did that with Josie and the Pussycats. Film. <laughs> One of the many links between this film and well, Josie I know, and the Pussycats. Well, I know, I know, I know. But the, the, lead, the lead actors, they actually learned to play their instrument for the film, but yeah. they could only play them songs. Well, I mean, I mean, the, the most famous version that I can think of with this is uh, Ryan Gosling learning to play piano for La La Land. Oh, like in oh, like seven months, he just learns to be like an incredible jazz music. You know, yeah, maybe just the songs, but geez, he's good. He is, isn't he? Yeah, that's a very Gosling thing to do as well. <laughs> It's it's like the Matrix. Like I know Kung Fu. I know now how to play jazz piano. (laughs) He also plays the ukulele as well, doesn't he? He probably does. (laughs) Little shit. Uh, (laughs) Guy somehow inspires the name Wonders, or is that Oneeders? Or one, you know, the name O N E. I would like you should put the number one and then Ders. No one would have confused that. Yeah, I'd have done that. I'd have done that. Uh, But again, another parallel with the Beatles, of course. Like we said, the name of the band, right? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we get the battle of the bands, and we meet Tina, played by Charlize Theron, who's she goes nowhere. It's she's the. I think a lot of this gets cut out. I was going to say, like a lot of this gets cut. I out. set her up to be like this big character, yeah. and then all of a sudden gone. According to Tom Hanks, Charlize Theron was the first actress to audition for her part, and the first person to be cast in the movie. Oh, I love her. Wow. Um, she doesn't like being there, and she's clearly there as a foil for Faye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Faye's a brunette. Mm. She's a blonde. Faye's got very girl next door look. Uh, Charlize Theron's character is like big puffy hair. Marilyn Monroe esque. Marilyn Monroe esque. Um, I love her. Faye, <laughs> I think she's great. Faye's low maintenance, and Tina's clearly high maintenance. Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. I bet you do. Um,. <laughs> And so the Charlie's. band is introduced oh. as the Oneeders, which everyone said, but they call us the Oneeders. Yeah. And she basically goes, that's wonders. <laughs> and they play the song. And of course, Guy comes in so fast with it. 
Yeah, but that gives it that kick, doesn't it? But I like the fact that Jimmy fights it for as long as he does. Yeah. As long as yeah. he does. It's his song, isn't it? It's his song. It's not the way I wrote it. It's a bit but, like it's a bit like us doing this podcast, and then me and Ethan decide we're going to change bits and tweak it. You know? Yeah, you know. What to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say as if you and I start doing it in double time. <laughs> um, and so, <laughs> look on your face. That was great. But, yeah, but uh, hopefully, the thing that I might do a little bit differently, I, I would hope, is that um, he fights it, whereas Lenny's like, "This sounds good." Yeah. Look at and and, mm. and a like Jimmy's got to be blind because. Everybody's now dancing. Oh, no, but you, yeah. again, going back, you've proved this before when you've been directing stuff. Yeah. You know, if someone gives you something different to what yeah. you've seen, then you think, oh, that works. It's working, then it's working. Go yeah. With it. yeah. I mean, you can tell Jimmy's clearly like like an egomaniac. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, I appreciate the fact the you guys movie. didn't go, yeah, well, well, what's your point? Oh, sorry. <laughs> what's your point? <laughs> I think there's the nice dynamic between, um, oh, between Lenny and Jimmy is you can tell that <laughs> Lenny only cares about, like, he's happy just to, to perform. He wants to perform and show music while Jimmy's more focused on, like, the, the legacy almost, like the fact that it's him doing it. Yeah. yeah. Lenny just wants to have a good time. Yeah. And that's, that's what bands should be about. That's what bands should be about. Yeah. Bunch of guys. I always wanted to be in a band. Me too. And my friends, there was like four of them who were already in a band. Yeah. And like, they were like the four talent. I was like, oh. <laughs> and I was like, I want to sing in the band. But they kind of had the, you know, my buddy Chuck was drumming and, and yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. singing along. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I really just want to be in the band. And uh, then they're like, oh, we're going to get a lead singer. It's going to be a girl. I'm like, oh, there goes my <laughs> big. Because they want to do Black Velvet by Atlanta Miles. Oh, great song. Yeah, but it's one yeah. song. Know, what are you going to do for the rest of your catalog? I know, I know. I she lasted like, like three weeks. I always want to be in a band, but everyone comes up to me all the time and go, are you a guitar player? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not talented no. musically at all. No, I remember she was trying to get me into bands and I was working at the factory and it just never, it never clicked. Yeah. Just couldn't. I was in one when I was in high school. Ah, see, there we go. And it lasted two days because uh, everyone got bored about having to try and learn one song. I want, <laughs> I was, we started a teacher band at the school and then like someone like left. Like he got like he got a new job, and I was like, "This is never meant to be." Well, you have done it a few times, haven't you? You have um, played together in different teacher bands. Is that right? Yeah, like just like one-off stuff. Yeah, I know, been, yeah. really good stuff. I've seen a few. Of them. Oh, it's all right. Bless yeah, you. Yeah. Very kind. Very kind. Um, and so, as the the, the bit, songs being played, there's many cutaways to Faye and Tina, and Faye's loving it. And Tina is bored. She's yeah. checking her hair. She's yawning. She's checking her watch. Clearly not into it. I so want to like her. And so, didn't. As the audience, we're being told, like Faye, yeah, yeah. dislike Tina, because you know what's going to matter later in the film. Exactly. I'm not sure they left themselves enough time for it, though. That annoyed me. <laughs> um, and so Jimmy's mad about the pace at the end of it, yet they get an offer to play a spaghetti place for $100 each. They win the Battle hey. of the Bands, and they get offered basically, forget your $100, i will give you 400 bucks. How much pizza is this guy selling in a night? Must be selling a lot. Because in pizza. 1964, if you're paying a man $400. Is it not 100 for the whole band? I thought he said 100 a piece. It's 100 to win the talent contest. That was uh, the first thing. Uh, I think he offers him 100 a night. Oh, each. wow. Yeah. Okay. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, and so this is our second reference, not the, not the spaghetti place, but that thing you do is a sped up version of a slow ballad. So was Please Please Me. Was it? Yeah. I guess originally done much, much slower, and then it was sped up, and it turned out to be a thing. Well, there we are. So says my friend Wikipedia. It, it must be 
a hundred split between them because I did. I just looked it up. A uh, hundred dollars in nineteen sixty four to now, like inflation wise, is the equivalent of eight hundred eighty two US dollars. Yeah, it must be. Well, it must, must be, be a hundred for the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even still, geez, how much pizza you selling? That's not bad, is it? Hey, <laughs> you take your nightly cut. You take eight hundred bucks off. Nine hundred bucks off. And he even says to them, "You're making me a lot of money." <laughs> yeah. Maybe he has the most expensive pizzas ever. <laughs> Maybe. Um, let's talk about the song, That Thing You Do. Oh, it's a great song. Uh, I never get bored of it. And no, it it's a, a great, it's a great, like this legitimately became a hit. It's I a it was in Canada, it was such a hit. It was on the radio. Wow. So talk about art yeah, imitating uh, life, imitating art. But was it a physical release? Yeah. Oh, you could buy, oh yeah, yeah. I you can, can buy, I can get this. You can, it's got to be out there somewhere, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I know there's a physical, like, a, I know there's a CD at the very yeah, least. I don't yeah. care if that's just a CD. Yeah. I, I'm getting a copy of this because I, I know, know this song. Uh, the song was written originally as a wistful ballad in the universe of the, the movie, but becomes an up-tempo rocker. It was written and composed for the film by Adam Schlesinger, basis for Fountains of Wayne. Uh, I believe Fountains of Wayne. Does they do Stacey's Mom? mom? Yeah, <laughs> no. going on. easily a better song. That thing you do, but he it is. He, he didn't ask him. He won a contest. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. The song won. It was used in the, in the movie, and it was released shortly after the uh, after their first album. So the song became a genuine hit for the Wonders in 1996. So it's released as being by the Wonders, even though it's clearly yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. It was number 41 on the Billboard Top 100. That's brilliant. So art wow. imitating life imitate life imitating That's art imitating great. life. Oh, it's great. I still want a copy of this. So if anybody uh, out there knows. Number eighteen the on the adult top forty, number twenty four on the top forty mainstream charts. So yeah, like it was huge. I can see it was, why. It was it's every a great song. song. Uh, it was nominated it's for a nineteen ninety six Golden Globe Award and a nineteen ninety six Academy Award for Best Original Song. And Mike Viola of the Candy Butchers provided the lead vocal for the Wonders. Uh, Hanks mm. used the success of the song to literally create Playtone Records. It's a legit label. Even It's a legit label which releases uh, all the soundtracks of his subsequent films and other films like Bring It On as well as television programs like The Sopranos. Oh, well, there we are. Playtone Records. That is brilliant. It's so cool. It is. And if you buy it and you open up the CD, it says on it, it's like Playtone Records. It's like the version that you see them hold Uh, it up in in the movie. Oh, I love that. Sorry, Ethan, go ahead, buddy. Yeah, uh, one of George's notes was that she was saying like how much of an earworm it is that she she loves this song and it's like it's a very cute song in, in George's words. <laughs> it's a great song. It is a great yeah. song, and you never get bored of it. And they play it a lot. He played it on Oprah and went like it's just like two or three chords. He says it's just so simple, but there's a a certain romantic energy of those early '60s songs. Where you don't have to you don't have to overthink anything. Nope. Yeah. You know what Beatles song it does remind me of? It reminds me of "I Want to Hold Your Hand." Yeah, same. Like the 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 upbeat nature yeah, to yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, so after the gig guy is buzzing and Tina's over it she's kind of like okay let's talk about something else now and I'm if we, we've done shows and stuff and you come off and you have all this energy, energy. Yeah. and you just I mean, I'm sure it sucks if you're not one of the because all we want to do is talk about it because it feels you. so great it does it does it does and there's a role that if you're the partner of or a friend even of the person who's done this and you come and see them you're gonna have to listen to them be excited about it you are it is yeah uh, and we go to the spaghetti restaurant Villa Pianos and Jimmy's sing, uh, singing another slow ballad. <laughs> Faye is singing every word back to him, and they're they're in love. She sings a lot on the way through. Yeah. Mm. Every song's theoretical. She thinks they're all about her. Yeah. Mm, mm. Yeah. Mm. And this guy, this, this, like, loud guy, just goes... 
Play that thing you do. We want to meet <laughs> girls. We can't meet girls unless we dance. We want to dance. <laughs> so they play that thing you do, and of course, everybody. The dance floor that. opens up. It's a big hit. The pizza starts selling because nothing like dancing. You go. I'd like a big greasy pizza, please. <laughs> um, guy gets inspired because um, one of the fans says the same loud fan goes, "How do I get a copy of this? I want to buy this song." Yeah, and guy goes. What if we actually did make a record? Now, Jim, Jimmy's like, you think? I'm like, surely this is Jimmy's endgame. Yeah. Writing songs. Yeah. yeah. You'd want to get on a record, wouldn't you? You would. I know I would. So um, Even at this point, copy. guy starts calling himself Spartacus <laughs> yeah. and talks about Uncle Bob. And we go to church as the recording in the church. Oh, the acoustics in there must be amazing. It was a really it's cool good. look, actually, when in the church. It was really yeah. weird. Uh, Uncle Bob, of course, played by. Is it? Is it him? Yeah, it's Chris Isaac. Yeah, Chris Isaac. Ah, and I yeah. wanna fall in love. I like Chris Again. Isaac. This is back when he was trying to be both an actor and 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 a musician, and he was yeah. doing okay. Like he had the Chris Isaac show, which I think was on MTV. It was weird. Did he do? I that? remember it had a rotating bed with like a woman in in severe levels of undress, as he would like talk to her as like his inner monologue. Weird show. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he was also on Friends. I was, yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, he played guitar with uh, Phoebe, didn't he? Yeah, he invites her in to sing her songs in yeah. the library. Yeah. And she sings songs about like where like our food comes from. <laughs> and, and, and why grandma and grandpa haven't been around lately. Um, well, Did he have a follow-up called Blue Hotel? Or I have Blue no Hotel? I just know the one song. I oh, no, for me, he was one-hit wonder, but yeah. I think he had a follow-up with Blue Hotel or something. Right. Uh, that's in the vagueness of my mind. So Here's my question. Is Liv Tyler attractive? No. I can't figure this out. No. She doesn't look real in some shots. She's she, never... Her like, eyes how, are do I, how, do I, how do I phrase this really nicely? Stephen it looks like someone's put a skin face on her and she's like... <laughs> it's the, she looks like a possum and I mean that in like the nicest like, way. I, it's I, her eyes. I appreciate... Blue. Like the movie wants to tell me she's a knockout, and I'm not, every movie wants to tell me, especially this time. Yeah, Empire Records, yeah. Armageddon, like all yeah. these movies are trying to tell me she's a knockout, and I'm no. like, I've never gotten it. Oh, I was going to say the same thing to you when we was watching it. Oh, okay, there we go. Going, Do you get this? Because I don't. I, I guess well, she's all right, but as far as like she's super stuck, I don't know. She's not ugly. No, not at all. She's far from it, but she's just. Um... And she's not an actress. No, <laughs> she plays the same role in. Everything. She Everything. is the same as Empire Records yep. as she is here as she is in Armageddon. Yeah. She's a little bit pouty. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I do like Liv Tyler, but I think that's only because she, when you put her opposite somebody else, you notice the contrast. She's a puppy dog. Yeah. Those big guys, and then you have yeah, someone like yeah, treat yeah. her badly, and she goes, oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like, a, it's, it's a cute face that you'd want the main character to come home to, and that's like the, the yeah. nice, sweet ending. I'm yeah. sorry, Liv Tyler, I'm if you're sorry to for you out there, Liv. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, and real soft focus, I just don't get it. No, I don't. Um, and so then we meet Phil Horace, who comes by Patterson's Electronics. He wants to manage the band out of his motorhome RV thing. How could you not like this guy? I, I, I would have liked more of him. I would. He's barely in there. And then he get, get, I'm, I'm, again, I'm sure a lot of this got cut. And you know what? I love the excitement of him. He, he sees it before anybody else sees it. And he I, wants to take him further. And I understand why you cut him, because who's the biggest bankable star of this film? Of course, Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. We need to yeah, get Tom yeah. Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. But he wants to manage the band, and he tells us a hit record is like a stew. <laughs> and at this point, the band has like all this. like magically appeared. Inside his van. Now, Hermes, 
they didn't. I think what's happened is some time has jumped between when, <laughs> between when, when, when guy goes in there. When the, he's obviously got in contact with them. I think. Did you hear the tone? Because we didn't. <laughs> we did. We didn't actually hear him get them. But I'm assuming Horace hadn't well, like the kidnapped the band already. No. Horace yeah. had time while the others got here. He's like, you know what? I'll make a stew for them. <laughs> I've got loads of time to kill. I need a good simile. What can, I'll make a stew. <laughs> then I can launch off of this. It's like, what do I have? What do I have? What am I eating? There was not enough stew there for all of them. No, they're all going to watch him eat. <laughs> <laughs> but he does promise, if I don't get that thing you do on the radio in a week or 10 days, we'll tear the contract up. And Jimmy's like, I don't like making decisions about other people having control of my music. I'm like, shut up. Yeah, like I don't know how he thought he was gonna get a song on the radio. He weren't, was he? He wasn't. No. And then Tina meets the dentist, and this is really the end of Tina for the most part. Why? Um, it seemed a pointless scene. It's designed. I'm assuming again, more of this gets cut. Yeah, but it's designed so we're okay with where the film's gonna end. But it kind of and it has to start with her being unfaithful first. But that's all you see. Uh, I would have been. Oh, 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 you see the hair. You you see her doing a hair. There's a scene in a bit about that after they go to Pittsburgh or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's it. That's it. I would have been fine with them just continuing the whole she's really disinterested plot because the scene yeah. in the car, I'm already like, yeah, this isn't going to last. I can see this going down. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't need. It was. It was a bit too comical. Well, in my eyes, I wanted to see her go. I don't want no part of this. You know, I've found someone else, and then she goes away. They make it famous, and then she comes crawling back, and he goes, actually, no, you know, I want that, but there was none of that. None. Here's my problem. Does it seem like the guy we meet would have ended up with this girl at all? No. No. That's my no, thing. Like, really. in what world are these two together? Yeah. Maybe, like, if she had pursuits, maybe she was, uh, you know, would do beauty pageants and he would always be there supporting her. And then she's now supporting him but doesn't like it as much and gets bored by it. Maybe, but she's bored from the get-go. And he had I been think a, a bit, lot of this is cutting room floor issues. He had been a bit of a lapdog. Maybe you're right, but I'm, I, all we can do is talk about the movie that we see, and I'm like, something's missing here, because I don't believe these two as a couple. No, I don't either. Yeah. Whereas I do believe him and Liv Tyler's character at the end. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. well, they're pretty much the male and female version of each other. Yeah, of course. I mean, they really are. <laughs> they're both puppy dogs. <laughs> and everybody can see it. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Tom Hanks has got it sussed out from like the third minute in. Yeah, is that he? Um... So then we go to the radio, the, the big break, and the bass player is listening to a portable radio as he's walking down the street. Listening and I was to the wrong station. Well, there's multiple stations, I'm assuming, in this yeah. town, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, Ethan, I was telling Liam as we watched this, my mom bought little portable radios like this for my sister and I when we were coming across the ocean from England to Canada. We moved back. And mom's theory was, we can listen to music from all the different places as we travel. And it's not a bad idea, but there's a couple of problems. Number one, there's a whole lot of ocean out there. First off, <laughs> sorry, we're traveling across America, right? We're traveling across an ocean. There's no radio station in the middle of the And the second one is, I think we're so high up, you can't get a radio signal to go up that high. No. Oh, no. So I, I think we just listen to static most of the time <laughs> and would occasionally get little bits, but it was like, yeah, we're, we're just flying across an ocean in the middle. I don't know what's occurring. That's the static around the world. That's right. Oh. So, um, I remember they were yellow. I can still see them. They were yellow with these big, like, giant analog dials on them. <laughs> um, Faye is also listening to something like this, and she's posting a letter, and she hears it and starts screaming, kind of Beatlemania-like sort of screaming, mm. and she runs into the bass player as he's coming out of an army re- recruitment office, which she kind of like, is that just a store? What's he doing there? Mm. 
and everyone goes to Patterson's Electronics to hear a song on the radio. They turn them all up there. It's amazing. It's, it's a great scene. It's a brilliant scene. Everybody's excited, and Jimmy is, but Jimmy's kind of like pensive. I think it's because of his yeah. father. He's just though. really appreciative. No, not, not Guy. Oh. Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Yota, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jimmy, and Jimmy's yeah. kind of like closing his eyes and being like, it's starting, you know, kind yeah, of a yeah. thing. And Jimmy's clearly very good at what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He even says like, later on, Tom Hanks. Yeah, he does. He's the talent. Um, and Tina, but then guys on the phone later trying to explain to his, well, I don't know. First off, this scene's great in, in, in the record store where they're all turning, not record store, the electronic store. Uh, and they yeah. turn on all the radios and they're jumping around and the mom's on the phone. And she turns up. That's and great. dad's still like, get off of that. Get your, yeah, exactly. get, your, get your hands off that radio. Why would you? I love the mom in this scene. I do. But yeah. you wouldn't think the father would, this is where he'd turn. Yeah. This, yeah. This, this would be the moment for him to go, oh. I'm going, Oh yeah, okay. that's pretty good. And the, and the sister's nothing in this. No, no, she gets one line. We'll talk about it in a bit. But yeah, apparently she's got more of a, of a role in the, in the in the bigger film. But yeah, oh okay. Um, and so Tina is being told. She goes, "Well, I've heard, it's not like I haven't heard your song before." And I'm like, "Wow, yeah, like extinguishes fire much." Yeah, there's a, there's awesome. a difference between hearing it live, like at, like a little concert, and then being like. It's on the radio. Yeah, but this is a big moment. Could you it's, imagine? It's like if, if, if we were ended up, I don't know, like on TV to do the same podcast, we're saying, it's like, oh, I've heard, I've seen you listen to you guys before. It's on the television. I, 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 yeah, I mean, it's like when, when like we got lucky enough to be mentioned about on Post Wrestling and all that, and I was like, oh, yeah. that's a great deal. And he goes, well, other people have sort of shouted out your show before. But this is, but this is, this is, this is. <laughs> This the, is the these guys are like professional yeah, podcasters yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what i mean who gave us a little bit of love it's it's quite nice um and i've got in my notes here um oh tina doesn't think tina says i can't go to the pittsburgh show because i'm going to the dentist and this is where i've asked these two are not a couple no no but we go to the boss vic Koss show uh and when the oneaters I play into the boss Vic Koss show in pittsburgh one of the other band names in the marquee was marilyn lovell and the gemini's do you recognize Marilyn Lovell from anything? Marilyn Lovell. No. Marilyn Lovell is uh, Tom Hanks's wife uh, in Apollo 13. Yeah, Lovell. Uh, Lovell's oh, an astronaut. Jim, yeah. Jim Lovell. And the Gemini's, yeah. the space program, right? Yes. So it's a little like wink, wink, nod, nod. Do you know I share a birthday with Jim That's Lovell? That's sweet. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Box Vic Koss is being played by Kevin Pollock. I like Kevin Pollock. Do you remember what we've, we've reviewed with him in it? Oh, um... Is the big one is the usual suspects yes yeah where he was being bullied by uh <laughs> what's his name um baldwin billy baldwin yeah yeah, yeah yeah so the first big show in pittsburgh is a disaster and like you know the mics aren't on and so bachvik cost is trying to turn the mics on and then they turn them on too like it's just a complete the, the drum kit falls, the drum kit falls apart and they all get shattered and, and and guy gets thrown yeah. He can't do his usual boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom. He's, he's flubbing it up, and it just goes badly. And, and, the hear, and we hear booing. the crowd booing, and then we cut to him and the manager walking down the street. And um, he goes, let's get some Chinese food. Just shake it off. He goes, come on, you're the backbone of the band. You'll be okay. But they go for some Chinese, and this is when we meet Mr. White of Playtone Records. Played by Mr. Tom Hanks himself. 
Written, directed. That was Tom Hanks. Yeah, it was Tom Hanks. <laughs> you think Georgia would have uh, noticed that was Tom? I think probably. I, I do have a note. Oh, okay. I do have a note from Georgia, which oh, was, uh, f- for the first part of the film, she didn't, she thought Guy was Tom Hanks. Uh, <laughs> because she was like, I don't know which one's Tom Hanks. I think it's the one who, who works in the store. And then 40 minutes later, she's like, oh, there he is. I found him. I love that two years after doing Forrest Gump, he's now like 23. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. She even put, wait, would he be that, would he be that young? <laughs> Well done, George. Uh, the wonders uh, are going to go get offloaded. The playtone, and this felt very similar to me to in a league of their own when John Lovitz brings them and says, "Now you're not my my deal anymore. I've I've done my part. I bring you. I leave you here. They do something with you." Yeah, and that's a very tender moment because you know how many people would want to stop at that point, but they know it's a tender moment in that in in a league of their own. It's not really a tender moment in this movie. Well, I thought it was for him because he's he knows they're going to go on to greatness. Yeah. And he's the one who's now being left behind. I, I just needed to hear more about, you know, hey, I've done my bit, you know, I'm, I'm doing okay. Trust me, they'll keep me in stew for the next year and a half based yeah. on this deal or something. Because like he wasn't well off guy, was, was he? It was bittersweet. Because you've got this this nice, sweet guy. We didn't get to know in, him enough. Yeah. No, we didn't. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. This, this this guy who's who seems real down to earth, real nice, and you do replace him with a suit. It's Tom yeah. Hanks in the suit, but it's That's still... A suit. It's it's a suit. And going back to a league of their own, though, was concerning. is that we got to know John Lovitz enough so that when they left mm. him, yeah, I kind of went, oh, yeah, he's yeah. done. Because yeah. we all said how much we like John Lovitz in yeah, that role. Yeah, we did, yeah. I don't think at the end of this review, anybody's going to say this guy's our favorite character. Oh, I won't say that. Okay. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Jeez. I, uh, that would be very surprising for me. Um, stew man. Yeah. Um, and so... Uh, Playtone's going to take the Wonders National. And Guy asked the question, I'm thinking, shouldn't the rest of the band be here? Yeah. He goes, didn't I tell you he was smart? I'm like, no, no, he's the newest guy in the band. He shouldn't be the only one at this meeting. I'll tell you what, though. Tom Hanks is known as a nice guy, isn't he? And you kind of relate to him in all of his movies. In this, he's a bit slimy. He's a, oh, a touch. You know, he's a suit of a, of yeah, a record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I didn't trust him for a lot of this film. No, same. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he goes, look, you're no longer the Wonders with the O.N.E. You're now just the Wonders. And then Lenny simple. goes, as in, I wonder what happened to the O'Neaters. <laughs> they gave Lenny so many good lines they of this. They did, they did. Uh, Jimmy's just like, I want to get in the studio. I want to re-record that thing you do. And White's like, S- record's fine. Yeah. Nothing wrong it, with the record. Leave it, leave it as is. Yeah. Um, Mr. White says, touring. That's what counts. And the bass player at this point tells everybody, oh, "I got to go to the Marines at the end of August." And everyone's like, "Oh, it's like, well, it's what? A, yeah, that- it's a bass player. We can, we can, we can replace this." But at the end of the day, he didn't know that was going to go anywhere, did he? Nope. And he's looking at his future. No, his he's probably a, been. He's either going to play. They're going to play the Battle of Bands, and that's probably going to be it. Yeah, yeah. So all this other stuff is like, who could see this coming? Exactly. Uh, another link to the Beatles. Each group loses its original bass player because the Beatles' original bass mm. player was. Sutcliffe? Stuart Sutcliffe. Stuart Sutcliffe. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, of course, the Wonders bassist will later join the Marines. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, guy gets... So that's why, originally, that's why McCartney moves to bass. Oh, Because okay. Sutcliffe leaves. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So he goes on bass, and then Pete Best plays drums, and Mark Mac doesn't want to go back afterwards. Oh, I can understand that. So, um, well, why, are you a big, big drummer? Well, no, that's a lot of physical effort, isn't it? <laughs> probably <isn't. laughs> And I think he... I mean, he's writing his own music as well and yeah. probably realizes he wants to sing it. Um, yeah, so there's things like that. 
Um, guy gets given sunglasses to spice up his act and credit to him. Like Tom Hanks' character is the one who goes, you're going to wear these. Yeah. This is your look. You don't take those off. That's because the drummer often gets lost in the background by wearing the shades. You're not going to get lost. He said, you're it. all going to clean up except for you. Yeah. We're going to give you a little something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we cut to Patterson's uh, electronics because Guy's telling his dad on the phone what's going on. <laughs> and this is where he goes, well, it turns out your brother is going to go play uh, play for rock and roll shows across, but he's supposed to give his love to his mother. And the sister goes, does this mean you're going to start paying me? And his dad's like, no, that's our only line in the film. Yep. So we cut to on tour, and the Wonders do not know how to play it cool. They are fanboying <laughs> out with everybody. Come on, right? If you've just been assigned to a label, and all these artists you've grown up listening to, and you start meeting them all, and they're all there, one person you can probably deal with. But like five or six of them, yeah, you would be. Yeah, you? But, but especially because we they don't know any better because there's not anything that says like play it cool when you meet celebrities. No, They're no, just being no. genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. he goes up to one of them, was like, "You made my my boy go formative years of oh, very yeah. very formative." <laughs> I was like, I, oh, I think, no. I think, I think basically he admits to this woman that he masturbated to her poster. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she's very dismissive. Professor. She's like, "Great, thank <laughs> you for that." I'm about that to go and perform. Thank you. Oh yes. <laughs> um. Tom Hanks tells him Mr. White says it's very important you guys don't stink today because that guy over there is a big important DJ for Columbus, Ohio. You guys look stogie. Yeah, you guys look great in red. Do you know that? And at this point, Liam goes, doesn't he look like the spitting image of Tom Hanks? (laughs) And for a moment, I thought Liam didn't know Tom Hanks was in the movie. (laughs) (laughs) I thought Liam was volunteering to think George's George's place in the podcast. I was like, I can deal with one of you. I can't deal with two of you like this. But you were talking about Tom Everett Scott. I was, I was, I was. Um, And... Uh, as part of this, then we get said, look at number 93 and the wonders of a top 100 record. How cool is that? And it starts the montage of them touring and climbing, and they run across this map across America, and he falls I over. Think it's brilliant. Mm. Very Beatles in a hard day's night. Of course. Sort of, and them running a racehorse and all this stuff. Very <laughs> <Yeah>. Beatles. <laughs> um, and now Chad is working at Patterson's. <laughs> so Chad and Guy have totally swapped lives. I feel sorry for Chad. I had a point this, where I was like, is he going to come back? Is he going to be some bad guy? This wouldn't have happened if he was there because he would have played at the right speed. Yeah, true. Yeah. No, it's important that Guy is the one who makes it all happen, as yeah, is yeah, told yeah, to yeah. us by Liv Tyler later in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's the guy who takes it and changes it against Jimmy's will. Chad's no way Chad's strong, strong Chad, enough. Chad's not strong enough to No, he's just goofing him. off of the bass player, jumping over you know parking meters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not that guy. <laughs> no. Um, and then we go to Faye and Mr. White have a moment. It's a nice scene mm. when he asks, how long have you and Jimmy been you and Jimmy? She goes, two and a half years. And he goes, how about Guy? What's up with him? And she goes, oh, I think he was loving this girl back home. But then she fell in love with her dentist. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm going, wait, is that it? <laughs> yeah. How does she know this? How does is this how the movie's telling line. us? Yeah, was, yeah, just a throwaway line. Like even if you have like a, like a letter or something like that, yeah, something. And, and something just told, to it's be... over. I need to be with Doctor So and So. Yada yeah. yada yada. But no, none of that. It'd be nice to have that. Uh, and then we go to Wisconsin, and they've got backup dancers. And Jimmy, I don't know if you noticed when Jimmy plays, it's like John Lennon. He does the same like yeah. you know, Sort yeah. of bouncing with his legs and just up and down the whole time. Oh uh, yeah, but that's going to be a homage to him, isn't it? Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah. 
they've got the number seven record in the country, so they're going to fly to California, and they go to get into the limo, and there's all these girls screaming, and they're going, we want shades, we want shades. <laughs> and she goes, give them what they want, shades, and they run to the limo, and Faye gets caught by security and stopped and jimmy doesn't notice but no. guy notices the guy notices and he's a good guy that was very telling <laughs> and he gets guy's her, a good guy that's what i said exactly you could say he's a free guy oh jeez <laughs> later on in the film he will be and so he goes ahead and he gets her and uh, puts her in the limo and this is another beatles reference um when Ooh. this happened uh similar to happen when the beatles were traveling to see maharashi mahesh yogi uh, when running to board a train, John Lennon's then wife, Cynthia Lennon, was stopped because she was mistaken for a fan. Unlike the film version, no one went back to get her. Uh, oh, no. I think she's still there. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, but no, no one went back to get her before the train left the station. Someone had to go back and get her eventually. Jeez. That's crazy. Aww. That was doomed then, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. And then on the plane, and Faye is sick in the last five minutes. So sick. And then you don't see her that sick after that. Uh, a little bit in the hotel. She, she blows yeah, her nose but, a little, but that's yeah. Like, guy takes care of her, not Jimmy. Yeah, and he goes to the back, and everyone's having a, a, a band meeting on this plane. It has like a table. It's a weird. Yeah, it, it, it's a fancy. It, plane. it couldn't decide if it wanted to be a private jet or if it wanted to be a public plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's like, "Oh, Faye's really sick," and Jimmy's like, "I want to get back in the studio." Like, just totally no sells it. Yeah. Um and. We cut from there to L.A. and to the Ambassador, and we meet Lamar. Lamar was great in the second Love half. Love Lamar. I want to have a film sort of theory here, Ethan. I want to yeah. believe that Lamar is God, like literally God. Because <laughs> at this point, he <laughs> starts moving. He it. starts moving I'm all the pieces so they come wrong. out in the right way. Yeah. yeah. And he's and even when he's on phones and stuff, he's still directing. People no other character do we really see interacting with Lamar except for members of the principal story it's like in my hotel in my hotel i think lamar is just has, god i think so he has the best smile oh he's I've great i don't know who this is i wish i got his name down he is great he is great uh check. maybe we should do a favorite character and an honorable mention <laughs> <laughs> you very rarely have to ask anyway he's going to lamar's taking care of faye because it's his hotel he's sending her up some soup he goes, where's the quartet of young gentlemen who were, uh, like, you got here? Oh, they're on the set of a major motion picture. And it's this complete Frankie and Annette ripoff kind of film. Yeah. <laughs> and I said to Liam, see that director who's directing the film? You did. That's Jonathan Demi, who directed Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. Wow. I've yeah. not seen oh. Philadelphia, but wow. And he also directed. There's a couple directors in this. He also directed um, Sounds and Lambs. Oh. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah, you did put him out. I to mention, like- one uh, director cameo they have earlier is uh, Paul Feig, who's the um, the radio announcer who does like who made like Bridesmaids. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, the 2016 Ghostbusters. But we won't mention. We that. won't mention that. Um, but, oh, but you yeah. just did. You just did. Who you gonna call? I think Paul Feig made. <laughs> I should have mentioned his his episode of The Office, but oops. yeah, he's very good with The Office. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and so then we meet the big boss, and it's the guy who owns the Playtone label, and he's just kind of he's schmoozing ass. the media, and the media is all like they're cynical, and they're not used to cynical. They've yeah. had all this really easy like small town media. And they're like, why do you? What, what was with the hair? Do you guys not look like the Beatles? You're trying to copy the Beatles? And they're like. <laughs> And Jimmy's like, I'm going to walk up to him and explain to him who I am. I wrote this record. And the guy couldn't care less. He's kidding. And he's oh. Oh. Like, It's a business. And this is the part which Jimmy's all like, oh, he doesn't get it. Oh. <laughs> we're all idealistic to start with and we one. have cut we have skipped over a bit where that on the tour jimmy was getting real close to this fading star this older woman yeah who told him don't trust labels yeah yeah diana someone sure um lenny hits on the playtone receptionist and uh, this is where we find out that diana diane dane was her name diane dane, yeah. warned jimmy yeah. about this never trust a label uh, and then we go back to the hotel, and Lamar goes and finds Lenny and says, a major blonde and a major car just showed up. I think she wants to show you the town. Starts his endgame right uh, there. Absolutely. Yep. Mm. Uh, Jimmy storms off uh, because he's like, because everybody else is like, oh, yeah, Mr. White's really bad. He's put us up in a hotel. To be fair, like they got to pay all this back. Yeah, eventually. Like, like sales, sales of the of the record and, and your and your whatever you earn on this tour, like that helps pay this stuff back. You don't get to just live this high life. What's that thing when you go to a boss and you want an early paycheck? In advance. Yeah, one of them. Yeah, so That's basically, is, all this stuff is in advance. You have to, you have to pay it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if your record's a flop, you could be on your next record paying back the tour costs from the first record. Oof. Imagine that. Jesus. Jeez. No wonder they I discovered so uh, Lamar's actor. He is Oba Babatunde, and I haven't really I checked his filmography. He's not been in much other than bit parts. What does yeah. it list as like when you go on IMDb? It lists like the biggest things they've done. Uh, how High, Life, Dead Again, and Black Dynamite, which I don't remember him from Black Dynamite, but that's a very good satire. I have on seen Life. Exploitation movie. Life is Martin Lawrence, Nettie Murphy. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. Maybe I saw him. Maybe I recognize him from that, but yeah. Mm. He did a couple episodes of like Fresh Prince. He did Dear White People recently, but I haven't nothing seen that. Like, I've seen Fresh yeah, Prince. Nothing is. Yeah. yeah. Um. So then, guy and the bass player is like, "Let's go do the town," and then yeah, and the bass player like ditches him and goes up to these Marines who walk in and go, "I'm gonna be one of you guys soon. And I can do 200 <laughs> push-ups," and they go, "We'll do 100," and he starts, and the guy doesn't go, "Hey, we gonna go?" He just leaves him. He just leaves them. So that guy's got a little bit of ownership in how this plays out. I think I think Guy knows him well enough. He's a bit easily led, isn't he? He's very easily led. Yeah. So Guy goes to um, Lamar and says, I want some really good jazz. He answers some trivia question. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big question, though, isn't it? It's like a jazz lover's. Like, if yeah, you really yeah. love jazz, you'd know the answer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and he goes to this club, and he meets Rita Wilson, Mrs. Yeah. Tom Hanks, who looks, looks incredible. Good oh. for you, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for you, Tom. You get the thumbs up from me. Wow, she looks sensational. She does. And it's a very sexual kind of thing they got going on at first. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I think she's more sexually interested in him. I don't think he's really interested back in her. I, I don't think dr- he I cares at all. No, because he's fanboying mm. all over Del Paxton once he realizes he's <laughs> there. I've lost you now, she says. She goes, I've lost you. <laughs> and he goes to Del Paxton. He goes, oh, I've got all your records of this. And again, doesn't know how to play it cool. And then finishes with, you were my biggest fan. <laughs> <laughs> he don't take any breaths or anything. He's like, <laughs> and, and then we cut, and it's obviously later in the night, and all of Del's friends have gone away. And it's just the two of them. And he says, let me give you some advice, basically. You got to keep playing. 
That's the secret. Watch your money. You got to keep playing. He said, you guys any good? And he goes, yeah. We got Jimmy and Lenny and me (laughs) and... Faye <laughs> 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 doesn't mention the bass player. Yeah, it's brilliant. Oh, and so he's obviously a little bit hammered, goes home and uh, in the hotel, and he's woken up by a phone call from Mr. White. The bass player has disappeared. What are you doing with my future wife? Oh, you're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Future wife, his current wife at the time. Was it? Oh, yeah, they were married at that point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, they were married for a long time. I'm oh. pretty sure about this, yeah. I didn't know if they met on this film or not. No, I don't think so. I think that's why she got the role, I think, because ah. basically all the Hanks is getting on this. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Thank so, you very much. <laughs> yeah, actually, there's no, there's no, yeah, they're 100% they were married before this because they got a kid in this. So, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, 1988. Yeah, there we go. So the bass players disappeared, and a guy has to get the television studio. Like, you wake him up. I'm like, what? Like, imagine it would be like 5 p.m. Okay. 5 or 4 p.m. It might play in L.A. because it's got to be 7 p.m. on the on the East Coast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but at what point? Like, it was like 9.30 when he got woken up. It wasn't super late. No. No. Uh, Jimmy's throwing up. He claims it has to do Faye got him sick and not because he's nervous. I think it's the subtext there. Oh, okay. Because he's very, he, he comes very alive on yeah. the stage, doesn't he? Yeah. So... Yeah, uh, we, we see the bass players at Disneyland with the Marines and Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it's great. I was cackling at Me this. too. And then we meet Wolfman, who's like 35, 40 years yeah, old. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, yeah, but can he handle our song? And I'm like, guys, if you play like a little three-chord song, like it's, <laughs> this isn't Mozart. And Wolfman oh, kind of oh, Wolfman kind of does his little bits and goes, yeah, okay, he can do it. Uh, And this is another one, a temporary replacement. The Wonders bassist, of course, was replaced, but during part of the Beatles' 1964 world tour, drummer Jimmy Nickel had to sit in for Ringo Starr, who underwent an emergency tonsillectomy. Yeah. Do you know what happened when he came back? No. Okay. So when he came back, um, apparently Ringo was a little bit concerned i guess it's weird to think this but concerned that maybe because the new drummer was getting good reviews and all that stuff they thought maybe they might not want him back because ringo was kind of the fourth beetle you know what he i mean he was and, yeah. they, and they often make a joke about how he's not that great of a drummer he's not you oh know? yeah he's so, not even the best drummer in the beatles i remember the no movie, that's so. the thing paul, Mac- paul mccartney's yeah. the best drummer in the beatles yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so very good so the, the thing was when he came back george harrison had ordered a bunch of roses and decorated ringo's drum kit with him so he came back to this thing so if you've ever seen the album wow. sleeve to don't look back in anger yes that's a reference to that wow there you go mind blown look at me teaching you things and that's the same guy who does that who does the um sergeant pepper isn't it who does what the guy who made the cover for um, Sergeant Pepper. Okay. Oh, what's his name? Blake? No. I don't know. Somebody, anyway. I think he's the same guy who did the cover of Don't Look Back in Anger. Oh, really? I think that's the same guy, oh, yeah. Okay, excellent. So um, that'd, make, that'd make even more perfect sense. And so then we come back to Faye, and is Faye coming? And he's like, Faye's, and Mr. White goes, Faye, Faye, Faye will be here. And she's getting like a day of like beauty pampering on behalf of Mr. Like it's a really nice moment. It's so sweet. It is. It is. I don't know when this happened, but the, I like the relationship between Faye and Mr. White. It's yeah. a nice touch. Mm. And then she gets shown into her. She gets walked up the red carpet. And Which I said, looks like a funeral procession. And I said, do you, do you see that? that Usher? You did. That is Colin Hanks. Uh, no. That's Tom oh. Hanks' kid. 
See, I've seen him in Orange County. Yeah, it's him. It's him. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even recognize him. Yeah, no, it was that. That's crazy. So there we go. Uh, his daughter's in it somewhere. I know she's in the film. All of them are in. So, like, the whole oh, family's okay. in the film. I couldn't find what. You're going to be in it. I mean, Elizabeth Hanks, we talked about her already when we did Forrest Gump. Yeah. She's yeah, one of the yeah. girls who goes, can't yeah. say it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's going to happen. If he's wrote it, you're yeah. going to be in it on you. Let's talk about CV broadcast. So, Chad is at the Patterson house to watch this. And he's so happy for her. He's, yeah, he's really happy. I assume he's dating yeah. the daughter, I'm, I guess. I'm yeah, that's what dating. I thought as well, because they always get very close. But again, probably in the extended cup. And we see that they're clearly at a CBS show because of the there's a logo of an yes. eye with... Which it's just it's just like a giant eyeball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. that is the CBS logo, and Ed Sullivan was CBS. Uh, so there's yeah. never a link here. Uh, okay. Uh, before the wonders go on, a different Mr. White shows up on screen. Oh, I, 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 is this who I think it is going to be? Say my name. Hey. And it's not, was it's so not Spartacus. It's Heisenberg. It's, 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 oh, it's, it's Walter White from Breaking Bad. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I've never Brian seen Breaking Bad. Oh, you need so to I, see I, Breaking I, Bad. I don't know his name. Yes. Oh. Oh. I said you asked that guy from Breaking Bad, didn't I? Yeah. We'll do a, a clear for takeoff from Breaking Bad soon then. Yeah, we'll do one of those. Yeah, I've be good. Yeah. Be good. He's also. Go ahead. This was a cheat because there was one of those lists of unknown cameos, and this was the one that popped up first. It was like, did you know that Brian Cranston was, was in that thing you do? It's like, ah. Oh, see, because <laughs> I didn't stumble upon that. So I was yeah. just like, oh, there he is. Yeah. It was like the day before I watched it, and I was like, oh, that's a shame. I wish uh, I'd do that myself. I did recognize him. You, you did. You did, to your credit. Yeah. Um, and so if I got this part. Because we sort of dogged on it a little bit earlier. If you want someone to look good when you cut away to them in a crowd... That's Liv Tyler. Yeah. Liv Tyler. Mm. However, it looks like, oh, what's on? Like, that's a good look for Liv Tyler. <laughs> that was, yeah. You don't want her to act. <laughs> <laughs> just look surprised. Just sit there and cut to her in the audience. Just film her doing a bunch of different reactions. And we'll put them in as appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Her um, hair looked great, though. And so then we get, and it's the part which I hope I've put at the opening today. They're about to go on, and Lenny turns around to uh, Guy. And says, hey, Skitch, which is like one of his nicknames he had the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Skitch, how did we get here? And he said, I led you here, for I am Spartacus. Which I guess is some sort of probably a film reference at the time. And Spartacus was was, was a movie, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe it was released at at that time. It could have been timely, but just, yeah, he really went all in with the I am Spartacus stuff. He did, did he? Um, Actually, when did Spartacus come out? Uh, I think well, that's you could look that up first. That would be great. I think it's around 1960. Oh, okay, right, so timely. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, um, as they go through the performance, and they're they're doing really well, and everybody seems to think it's going great, and they go, "Let's meet." Come on, it's time for America to meet the wonders. And we go through Lenny, and they're like, "Okay, he's a good-looking kid, isn't he?" And they're like, "Wolfman, oh no, no, get off, Wolfman, he's scary, <laughs> he's too old." <laughs> and then shades, and they have this lovely crane shot of oh. him coming in, and he's yeah. on the riser. Slower, slower, slower. Yeah, we, we got go. time for this. Yeah. And they got the Jimmy, and it says, "Jimmy says, careful, girls, he's engaged." See now, and Jimmy goes, "What?" See, they wouldn't normally do that back then, or would they? Because oh I don't know because they wanted oh. people they wanted the children or the people buying the records to want to be with them. There is that thing about um, as a really quick aside. There is a reality program called Rockstar Supernova that took yeah, place yeah, yeah, in yeah. Canada. Uh, it, well, all around the world. And the first year it was they were trying to find a new singer for NXS, and so they did that. And the second year they did like, the super group with like Tommy Lee and a bunch of other people from other bands to the super band. 
and this guy won. He, and both times was won by a Canadian. Go figure. And, <laughs> like everywhere. And, and the actually he wasn't the one I wanted to win actually, but the second one is a guy named Lucas, and he had a girlfriend. And uh, the, he he says he was told do not mention that you have a girlfriend. If anybody asks, you are single. Yeah, because they want yeah. them to be attainable, Ooh. don't they? But in the Beatles' appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show, a shot of John Lennon's accompanied with the caption, "Sorry, girls, he's married." Ah. Oh. So there we go. Did he lose his shit then? Who, John Lennon? Yeah. Don't know. <laughs> I don't imagine so. I imagine he's probably got a wedding ring on his finger. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know how that works for playing chords. Actually, no, I used to have a... Yeah, no, it doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Slide um, guitar. Yeah. Then we meet... Um, oh, sorry. And we cut back to the house, and Dad has got sunglasses on. Yeah. Totally. And he's, like, <laughs> drumming, but he doesn't get the song right. I'm like, how do you not know the song? I, I've been watching the film for 60 minutes, and I know the song. I'm already singing it. Yeah. That, that'd he's be like, me, though, wouldn't it? Okay. He went from north to 100, didn't he? Yeah, he... Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there's no reason for this. Yeah. No. Oh, I mean, it would have been very like, Mention the store. Mention the store. Like that would have been funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he had this whole like thing where like he was going to, to to battle with Walmart, but don't call them Walmart. Call yeah. them Telmart. Yes, yes. But it was like, oh, this this other store is going to put him out of business, and then that that plot just gets dropped completely. Okay, no, is that on not the even ed- talking about that. Who I knows? have no idea. Yeah. Uh, the guy who hosts the show played uh, Troy Chesterfield is played by Peter Scolari. Peter Scolari was Tom Hanks's co-star in an old sitcom of his called Bosom Buddies in the nineteen eighties. Oh, I've only seen still images. I think Tom Hanks and this guy had to pretend to be women to rent the the house they were in oh okay so i think around the house they had to put on like wigs and stuff so they could like stay where they were i want to see this <laughs> i've never seen any of it no i, so, bet, I bet he buried it <laughs> he, he got out of there pretty but he, he launched from that to be to be a movie star didn't he well there we are there we are hmm. uh the scene where they perform on the hollywood television showcase was filmed at the bob barker studio uh where oh. the long running hit game show the price is right is taped it's a little bit of an interesting thing there. After the broadcast, Jimmy's just being a jerk. He's giving Faye hell. He's going, what'd you do? How'd you tell him that? Is that what you want? Like, We're not engaged. We're not. It's the last thing I need in the world. Ooh. And Jimmy, and Mr. White comes in. And Jimmy goes, Mr. White, it's not true. And he, like, doesn't pay any attention and just yeah, <laughs> comes yeah, on with yeah, what we're yeah, doing yeah. next. He's like, we're going to get you. He says, now we're going to get it, and we're going to do another record. That's our next plan. Credit to Mr. White, though. Yeah, he just knows sells. He's like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then she goes, I'd like to say something. This is a bit corny. Jimmy, I've wasted thousands of kisses on you. This sounds like <laughs> very, like, three-year-old. It was uh, shame on me for kissing you with my eyes closed so tight. I mean, it's a nice line, but at no point is this, I'm, so, I'm going to be really cold here. It's not band business exactly, is it? No. Why does the whole band have to sit and listen to this at this point? I know, I know. I've read this in a young adult novel hundreds of times, (laughs) I'm sure, (laughs) of different (laughs) variations. So she gives the lecture, walks out. He doesn't have the nerve to do anything to her face. And then, I should have dumped you in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And he goes, which one of you, and I don't know if he says dumps. Because I thought he dropped an F-bomb for a moment. That doesn't line up with this movie. No, it doesn't. No. So which one of you dumps said we were engaged? And Mr. White jumps in by going, the same one who thought you had clashed. Jimmy. Oh, do you know what? That was such a good line. Oh, great put down. Yeah. But he's a businessman. He's there the next day. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Mm. And then uh, Jimmy looks at uh, Guy and says, take those stupid sunglasses off. I was like, ooh. Yeah. And it's all then, falling apart now. And then Guy goes, why couldn't? He goes, why couldn't you have dumped her in Pittsburgh? Yeah. 
I don't really. I think I think he's saying you should have done it earlier. Yeah, if you don't want if you don't want this, you should have got rid of her from the start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We go to the studio, and we're not mm. even gonna bother with getting into like anything. They're just already mid fight. <laughs> we yeah. do my songs. We don't record at all. And he goes, "No, look, you do these covers." I, I'm I'm kind of with Jimmy on this. Jimmy wrote the song that's the number seven song in the country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just the way he- the Beatles famously said, "We only release our own songs as singles." Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. They recorded a ton of covers, yeah, yeah. but the only singles were stuff they wrote themselves. I'm with Jimmy on this. No, I'd be with Jimmy and going. Okay, and- I'll, let, I'll let Twist and Shout go because that's an EP. It, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a single single. No, it's not. no. Right. if you look at like the was the record they put out, like one or if anything that's like any of the singles, like the blue album and the green, uh, the yeah, blue yeah. and the mm. yeah, the blue and the red album. They're, they're the singles in order, and there's none of you. No, no, no. To no. be fair, he only says this line so Mr. White can then have a, ah, but you, for, don't forget, you oh, signed like the he's contract. A bit, he's a bit slimy yeah. here, yeah. You don't yeah. realize. I own, I control what you do, so you will play that thing you do in Spanish, and you will record these covers. Well, a lot of artists back in the 60s did do... Uh, That's all they did was covers. Yeah, but Beatles mm. did do um, Spanish versions. Them, their they own did German songs. versions. German versions, yeah. yeah um, Sandy Shaw did the same thing. So yeah. a lot of, lot of artists... Especially if you're in LA. I mean, if, 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 there's that market who speaks Spanish right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. that would make sense. Uh, and he goes, go ahead. I, uh, he goes, we do my songs or we don't record at all. And he says, no, no, no. And if you want to write songs, it's fine. Do something, but I don't want any of this. I don't want any of this slow ballad stuff. You'll write me something up tempo, something the kids can dance to. Ooh. And he goes, "You want something up tempo?" And he goes, "I quit. I quit. <laughs> I quit." Do you know what? Though? I'm with him on that one, though. Um, on the two, May 12, two thousand fifteen broadcast on Hallmark Channel, Jonathan Shesh, who plays Jimmy, said that he made up the "I Quit" song on the spot during his audition. Oh, that's, that's what cool. got him the job. <laughs> that's cool. Nice. Because he really hasn't done much since this. Has he not? Uh, you know him for anything else? I, no, I don't know. I've never heard that name before until nope. today. Uh, Lenny got married and has a bunch of chips, we find out. <laughs> He's so happy. <laughs> got, he goes, where's Lenny anyway? We got to Lenny getting <laughs> married. Um, and then he goes, look, and then we cut back to the studio and, you know, Jimmy's quit. Wolfman's gone. Oh, Jim, Bass player doesn't exist. That's that song in it, <laughs> Brian Adams. <laughs> What's that? Um, Jimmy quit. Jody got married. Oh yeah, sure. No, we never get far. <laughs> and he goes, but we still have a hit record. And he goes, yep, yep. You got a hit record, all right? Though one hit wonders. And I'm like, oh my word! I just realized how lazy this is. This was they're called the wonders just for this line. That's funny though. Yeah. And he goes, you, look, you can stay here as long as you want because he's like, oh, I've never been in a proper recording studio. He says, hey, stay here as long as you that want. That was a nice thing to do. But you got to check out of the hotel. Yeah. Again, you know, showing the control is he's a businessman. Yeah. That's yeah. what he does. He's a manager. Mm, yeah. yeah nothing romantic about it you, you're in the business of making records yeah uh and he goes look you're the smart one jimmy's the talent lenny's the fool faye is the and he pauses and goes well faye's something special isn't she and you are the smart one and this was hard because at one point we're supposed to go you're a bit slimy here tom hanks yeah. but then also telling us it's okay he basically he's the character who goes it's okay if you go after faye yeah 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 but before you He's do, okay with it. before you do that, <laughs> oh. uh, b- 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 before you do that, you know, hang out and drum for a bit. Yeah, why not? And he uh, he plays around for a bit, you know, drumming. Are you telling me if you're in a recording studio and everything's just gone to shit? How right? how much am I into this girl? Very. Okay, if I'm very into this girl, am I really sticking around? 
No, I know, but I mean, no. imagine you get into a Hollywood movie studio, no? Yeah, no. right? I get the and, premise. And, and everything's going to go away. The movie's gone. Uh, well, if, if I am alone saying, on a soundstage and I'm, the movie's over. I'm just saying with you, right? Yeah. If you was in a recording studio yeah. and everything's gone to shit and yeah. you see this like guitar sitting there. Well, maybe. Right? I don't know. You would pick yeah, up maybe. that motherfucking guitar and you would have I'll a tell you. Drum. I'll tell you what. If Noel Gallagher walked in and said, you want to jam for a bit? Yeah, you, sorry, Faye. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you so would. I'll catch you back in Erie. <laughs> Fair enough. There we are. Problem and solved. so uh, enter. Uh, he plays this jazzy drum solo, and the guy in the booth goes, "Hey, that was pretty cool. What was that called?" He goes, uh, "Do you want to cut that?" He said, uh, "I am Spartacus." He said, "Do you want to roll tape on that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, "I am Spartacus," and uh, Tom Hanks composed that. That's that drum cool. bit, yeah. That's cool. Wow. So he's not even just freestyling. He's been taught how to do this this it felt, bit. It's, yeah, it felt freestyling. It did feel freestyling. Mm. And this can't be miming. Like, he's got to be doing that part yeah, legit. Yeah, yeah. Enter Del Paxton. He wants to jam, and he is smart enough to say, roll tape on this, because the kid's going to want it, right? Yeah. Back to the hotel. Faye's still there, and Lamar gives him a push, literally pushes him <laughs> in the direction brilliant. of the coffee it's shop. Brilliant, it's brilliant. Lamar's God. I'm convinced of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's uh, on the phone at this point, isn't he? And he just pushes yeah. him. <laughs> uh, guy's going to give uh, being a drummer in LA a try, because Del said he could do it. Uh, he wants to know what she's going to do. She's going to go back to Erie. And he's like, all right, I'll see you later. <laughs> And oh no, before this, she goes, she goes, she goes, guy, she goes, guy, can I ask you a question? Were you in love and eerie? At this point, this is the green light. Yeah. She's asking yeah, about she this. Is. I thought so. And she goes, she wasn't right for you. So this is basically, hey, hey, you, you, I could be your girlfriend. Girlfriend. And don't she goes, go, go, go. don't look up for Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't even. She goes, was she a good kisser? <laughs> At which point, it's like, you've got the, t- like, I don't know what more of a green light you're looking for here, buddy. Um, <laughs> Ought to have been in by now. And she goes, she goes, you know that none of this would have happened if you hadn't joined the band. And I mean that in a good way. And she goes and she leaves and says, bye, look me up if you go back to Erie. And then he gets up. And again, Lamar's got to push him and basically go, what are you doing? <laughs> Come on. It was the weirdest, like, fake out because she got up, walked off the scene, walked three steps to the right. And then we just redid that the sort of encounter again <laughs> where he goes, when was the last time you were good and truly kissed? Um, and it wasn't Jimmy we found out. It was 1961. Right. He kisses her and waits. And then she kisses him back, and Lamar just smiles upon all that he has made. Smiles straight in the camera. He does. He looks right at the camera. Right Lamar's the camera. gone. He is. Yeah. <laughs> it's the final thing he looks you at see. Us. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they go, we should have done that a long time ago. And they kiss again, and we get the coda. And, uh, you know, Lenny quit, and then he got married. Uh, he hit. <laughs> uh, but also, we find out that um, Faye and Guy got married. They have four kids. He teaches jazz composition now in Washington, D.C. Jimmy and his new band, The Herdsman, who we saw the, in the notebook we earlier, did, made three gold albums for Playtone, and now he's a producer. And I guess that's the idea. Like As much as they hate each other, they still do business together of because course, he is, yeah. he's the talented, he's the talented one. one. Uh, the bass player got a purple heart for being wounded in Vietnam. Two tools or something. <laughs> yep. And Lenny, yeah. Mar- this is great. Lenny manages the Golden Eagle Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. Pause, and at the bottom, it just pops up a second later. He is currently single. <laughs> 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 so yeah, so that was that thing you do. It's a great little movie. It's a good little film. Mm. It's a little film. Uh, it's time for this button here. We're in the end game now, and we are in the end game now. Liam, we need a random word, buddy. 
Random word. Um, uh, oh, I should have thought this earlier. You should have. I, did, I didn't, though, did I? Tell you what, you can jump back in when you realise Okay, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing every week at this. Uh, <laughs> I always ask you for a random word. <laughs> Hoover. Hoover is the word. Okay, Hoover it is. Because you saw the, the, the brand of see. Hoover. I was seeing the rock and roll lifestyle. You just want to work at Patterson Electronics. Yeah. <laughs> Hoover. With Chad. Talk <laughs> right, about the money. $26 million budget. Wow. Oh, oh. It's a yeah, period though, isn't it? So you can Period, to, independent film. You, you can have to find stuff Hank's probably time. Hank's probably didn't pay himself anything. Nah. Probably took points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think this makes? I don't remember being a big, big movie back in the day, so shy of 100, 98. Okay, that's, that's more specific. Than that. <laughs> I mean, it didn't make 100. <laughs> 98. 98. Ethan, um, try and pretend you didn't cheat and give me a number. <laughs> um, I'm going to go really low because I think it barely makes back its budget. I'm going 35. What? Well, he cheats so much. 30, $36 million. Oh, kidding. No. I don't believe you no. at all. You no, know, legit. No. Didn't, look at, it. Didn't look at it. Didn't look at it. The only thing yeah, I'm acknowledging you. Story. You're a cheater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go really oh. low at 35. Oh. I thought I was going too low. Yeah, sure you did. You threw me. You threw me, because I was going to go lower, right? But you threw me earlier when you said that it became a hit song and he went on Oprah and, you know, I thought, oh, well, maybe it did do something then over in America, but no. Actually, Ethan, I got this wrong. I said 36. I'm even, you're even closer than that. 34.6. Woo, Ethan. <laughs> he See, up. if I knew that, I would have corrected when he, you. When he likes to cheat, he likes to get right up against <laughs> he it. Did. He it does. <laughs> Jeez. All right. We know it was nominated for Best Original Song. We know it was nominated for Best Original uh, Song at both the Academy Awards and the Golden Globes. Here's my question. How many times do you think we hear that thing you do in this movie? Oh, Ooh. God. Is there a number? There? I hope so. Or else it's a really strange question to ask. Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Ethan. Uh, Eight. Eleven. Well done, Liam. Woo! Wow. There we go. Eleven times, including alternate versions, full versions, live versions, and snippets. Eleven times in the film. Come on. Whose story is it? I mean, I think it's obvious, isn't it? Lamar's. Guys. <laughs> not Lamar's, just the agent who brings us what we want. <laughs> it's guys. It's his story it's that guys. he's creating. Yeah, of course yeah. it's guys. Um, oh, roll of women. <sighs> Feels Lack feels weird as three guys to sit here and talk about it, but it does, yeah. Not much. There's not much for the girls that it, we get. Well, we we get we get the angel and the whore, don't we? Yeah, it's what it is. We get the we get we get the super good girl and 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 the the pretty girl who's gonna break your heart and cheat on you. Yeah, we, get, we get yeah, we get we get girl next door. We get you get, the, you get the sister who, does who cheats. Yeah, the sister who doesn't get paid. Like, yeah, <laughs> yes. Still. And and every other woman in this film, bar really Rita Wilson, who, I think. Who, who just wants to sleep does, with, yeah. with Tom Everett Scott, but yeah. then he's like, yeah. I'm just too into the music, man. Yeah. <laughs> every other woman is in the background as just a crazed Beatlemaniac. Ready for this? Essentially. Here's yeah. my perspective. Yeah. Rita Wilson, most attractive woman in the film. Yes, by far. Yeah. Even more than Charlize Theron? No. <laughs> I forgot about her. Charlize. Oh. <laughs> See, but maybe because Charlize was playing like this, like super, like high maintenance type. It's because oh. she had hair in this one. She looked amazing though, especially in that dress that she wore. Are we talking about Rita or Charlize? Charlize. Uh, okay. Charlize. Oh. I think Rita Wilson looked great in this. Oh, I'm not doubting yeah. that. She, she absolutely did. I, I totally agree. Okay. Um, favorite character? 
Ooh. Lenny. Lenny? He, he, yeah, gets, he Steve Zahn is hilarious. He gets the punchlines. Is very Steve yeah. Zahn's very good with a good comedic yeah. script. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I've got George's favorite character as well. Go on. Uh, that is Guy, and she said she doesn't think that's really uh, like a surprise because he he is the most likable one out of all of them. He's a the super world. moral guy. I'll be honest. Yeah. I don't normally go for main main people, but yeah, Guy is the one for me. Um. <sighs> Because of the way he is with um, Faye, um, all the way through about the movie, he's very courteous to her. He's even though he's not with her, yeah, you know, he still longs for her and still is really nice to her. I'm gonna go with Jimmy. Ooh. He's complex. He's complex. Jimmy's complex. Jimmy is the suffering artist who just wants, and I can relate to a lot of what he's in this middle. Everybody else is just having like the ride of their life, and he's like, no, I'm seriously into this. This is what I want to do. Yeah. And he doesn't back down. He doesn't he back down. Throughout the film. Uh, I mean, he, he does back down. And he's a, he's a villain. the song quicker. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's a villain, but uh, that's okay. The villain can be the best character in the movie. Yeah, he can. There's some bits about him. Like when he said, turns around to Mr. White and he says, you know, I'm doing my songs. Yeah. I'm fully behind him on that. Yeah, me too. You know, there's I, I, so certain things he does that I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good yeah. on you. Um, but we are taught in this movie to not like him. Oh, yeah, because when he walks out, he walks out. Like, we don't follow him. His movie's over and he leaves the room. Yeah, we stay yeah, with yeah, Guy, yeah, so yeah. he's walked out on us as well. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we're aligned to 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 Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I relate yeah. to Guy more, so yeah. that's why I, I go for him. Yeah. And so as every character walks out on Guy, they literally walk out on us, and so we're sat there with him. So, yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, but that's me. Um, Can we have an honorable mention? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Tell me. Lamar, right? No, Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron? Okay, great. <laughs> Just because she's beautiful. Uh, my honorable mention would go, would go to Lenny, so that's me. I mean, I don't know if I had to do two. So. Ethan, I don't know if you had a second one in mind or not. Or... Nah, just Lamar. There we no, go. Oh, I... was, was Lamar your choice? Did we skip over your choice? I'm sorry, buddy. Oh, no, mine was uh, mine was Lenny. Oh, okay, excellent. Yeah. Who was the guy yeah. who um, took him to the on the radio? See, I told you. He's the guy. <laughs> oh, Horace. Something Horace. Horace was his surname. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to give an honorable mention. Oh, a third. Okay. How many? How long is this list going to be? I just want to give an honorable mention to Brian Cranston as well. And I want to give an honorable mention to. <laughs> I really like Tom Hanks in this. I got to say that as well. I want to give an honorable mention to Colin yeah. Hanks because I thought he was amazing oh, coming up the steps. Yeah, he's right there. Giovanni Ravisi for the, the three scene season. Yeah. I, I tell you what, Embry is the bass player. I really liked the whole movie long. Yeah. The lovable yeah. goofball. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Love that. So good. Um, He's dopey, but in the best way. Yeah. Is this any... Bo- oh, sorry. Best moment? Best element? Ooh. Okay, um, I'm going to go first. It's the song, isn't it? The song's yeah. brilliant. <laughs> it's the catchiest part. I mean, it's the title of the film. It's the if, thing you, you think if of. If the song's not as catchy, the movie's not as good. Yeah, true. Because mm. true, true. you don't have to sell me this as a catchy song. It's a catchy song. <laughs> yeah. My favorite moment, only because I, I, full, I, I had the excitement with it, was when they heard it on the radio for the first That's, time. That's if your favorite scene, mm. I'll go with that one too. It was yeah. so yeah. good. The, where they transitioned from going into the shop, coming yeah. out of the shop, coming to meet them, yeah. stopping the car in the street, everyone coming out. It was like a fame moment. It was yeah, like, I really Ooh. like that. It's, it was so good. it's the bit where uh, Letty's also like goes to kiss the sister, but he doesn't, and then oh, kisses, he makes like, out the, with the, the cardboard cutout. Yeah. I'm so glad and he brought that like, up. Don't yeah. touch that. That's expensive property. <laughs> he probably been happier if he just kissed his daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because she doesn't cost anything, literally. No. <laughs> she works for free. <laughs> oh, oh, brilliant. Uh, okay, so then we've got a, a, a grumble? My grumble is they put too much on the cutting room floor. 
They didn't answer things. <sighs> You're not wrong. You know, um, was it Tina? Where did that go? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, certain things that needed to be resolved and they could have been resolved with a few few scenes. Yep. Or even one scene. Yep. You know, so that's my look. Ethan. Uh, it's essentially, it's all the Charlie's Throne stuff because it's, it's so sudden and throwing it away with one one expositional line of, oh yeah, she just fell in love with her uh, with her dentist, dentist. and yeah. that's it. Like, <laughs> sure, you have one scene where she's like head over heels for him, but it doesn't, it's so sudden yeah, and yeah. You, you wait 40 minutes to find that out, essentially. Um, we might have skipped over. Did Georgia send over a favorite moment or element? Uh, no, she didn't. Does she have a grumble? Uh, not that I can see. Either. Perfect film in Georgia's eyes. There we go. <laughs> there she we now are. loves Tom Hanks and everything about him. She does indeed. Uh, the best I can see, uh, she just says it's a little predictable, but that's not really a grumble. Yeah, it's not a bad thing in this. Uh, no. Yeah. It, was, um, it was predictable. Yeah, because it couldn't be like they became the best band in the history of the world. No. It was. It's not. It's about. It's about a very specific not fragment of time. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, uh, my grumbles would be similar to yours, but on the other end of it, the movie rushes through the breakup of the wonders so quickly. Yeah, I think it's in like five, ten minutes. At I, I wanted the scene where things go wrong in the studio, rather than cut and we're already mid fight. Yes, yes, yes. And then yeah. he goes, and then it's, and then it feels like they, and as a result of that as well. But the love story needed a bit more to grow. I needed a couple more moments. Let's yeah. get, like, he goes back and he helps her in the car. Yeah. Is that because he loves her or because he's a decent human being? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, 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 he loves yeah. her. I'm like, this is the bare minimum. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Takes care of her on the plane. Okay, but she's sick. I need a moment where it's mutual. And yeah. at no point do I see things no, being no, no, mutual. No. Yeah, yeah. Even when, when, like, Tom Hanks is trying to play wingman. <laughs> she's still in love with Jimmy. You know what she I mean? Is. Like, yeah. so the I most. The most I can say, even to show that he does love her, is when he's like, why couldn't you have broken up with her in Pittsburgh, is him saying, why didn't you do it earlier so I could have had my shot? Yeah, but, but I need even, to, even then, but that seems more sleazy. I need to see that he loves her before that moment. Like, you could have seen yeah. a, a longing look in the early days. Could no. there have been a moment where she went in for a kiss and he kind of went, no, it's not right, You would, you would, I can't do that. I can't mm. do that. You know, Jim, or, Jimmy. Or, or the other way around. No, because he has to be the good guy here. So then he yeah, can't, I, I so then he still the has to go. Why couldn't you have broken up with her in Pittsburgh? Because ah, then I could have gone. Yes, th- yes, then yes, I could yes, have yes. gone for it. Yes, 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 yes. Makes sense. You know, maybe she drinks too much after. Because he goes and he's he's hanging out with Diane Dane or whatever her name is. Yeah, yeah. She could have been mm. drunk or upset and and come to him and he could have been like, no, I can't. I, I, look, I, I can't. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And then we got somewhere to go. But at no point before, why couldn't you have broken up with her in Pittsburgh? Do we get that he's interested? Yeah, true. Uh, that's and all. He, and even then, when he says "take the shades off," you're being stupid. And then he says, "Why don't you break up?" Yeah. That even then, there's not really a reason. No, it's just because he's. A, do you know what I mean? So, so I needed something. Again, it just needs a bit more time. Like uh, it's. I, I love the. In one breath, I'm going. I really like the pacing because it felt like it was a tight, yeah. tidy movie. But I think there was some stuff. Like there was, a, we skipped over it. There was a sequence when they're playing some other song, but it's not that thing you do. Yes, and that's about yeah. thirty-four minutes, and then we listen to a uh, an all-girl uh, like Motown group singing, like the Ronettes, or the Ronettes, or something like that. Something. Yeah, 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 and that's about two to three minutes. And during that time, and even Diane Dane singing a like a fair bit of a song, yeah. and we could have used that six seven minutes to actually like 
tidy up some because we also had yeah, a montage yeah, yeah. of them perform like there was just about 10 minutes of stuff that we could have borrowed and used elsewhere yeah, the yeah, montage yeah. is necessary but those over six minutes weren't and you could have done a whole lot with that so much more yeah yeah i, I feel there's a dynamic missing especially between <clears throat> how quickly uh jimmy gets angry towards guy where you could have had because essentially guy does become the favorite one he he becomes the fan favorite and that could go to Jimmy's ego. But did Jimmy more. care about fame? Uh, I think and, 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 and the if, the face if he away. is upset, then we needed to have like maybe if they asked him a question or something, they asked a group of question, then he went to answer, and they went, "No, shades, shades. What do you think?" And then you see him kind of looking. Yeah. That would have been something, but I, that would have been a really good subplot. But they didn't they didn't do anything with that. The weird thing was even especially. Oh no, you go Liam first. The weird thing was, they even said um, they kept pushing shades as or what's his name? Guy. Guy. Um, this is your band. Yeah, he came in last. Yeah. You know, so that weren't really his band. Noel Gallagher came into Oasis last. Yeah, that was really true. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. But, you know, and the idea being that we, we get told you're the guy who made all this happen. Yeah, and we're yeah. sort of, and we see that because we, we we follow the band because we're 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 aligned with Guy from minute one. Of course, he is our character. No, but he's our character. Mm. The camera keeps us with him at all times. Yeah, well, even when they're doing like the the TV show and the shots, yeah. and stuff, they linger more on they him. More him. Any- but I mean, like like when he goes and he meets Mister whatever his name is, at, he's uh, on his Mister White. Yeah, it's him. We don't see what the other guys are doing. No, no, no. It's not we we always, if he goes somewhere, we follow him. Yes, yes. Um, That's why it's his story? It is his story. Um, I don't know. Uh, anybody's best role ever? I mean, Tom Everett Scott, but he hasn't done much, has he? No. Not that I can recall. I don't recognize him. Yeah. Nah. Um, I can't think of anything else. Great. Giovanni Rubius, he's been in March, but he's been in better yeah, stuff. Yeah, he's so good. Yeah. Uh, Steve Zahn's done, done, maybe not in a movie. I'm trying to remember, but he's, he's, he's a bit, he's a, he's a character actor. You know what I mean? He's yeah, never yeah. like the guy. Um, Who's the other guy, the um, Tom Hanks, he's done better stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, the guy. Oh, what guy? Um, Ethan Embry. Jimmy? No, 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 no. Um, was he in the Few Good Men? You have to tell me who the actor was or what character he played. <laughs> Dark-haired guy, the the host of thing with his hair. Is this like the, like the Frankie Avalon kind of guy? The, the like the Neil Diamond type? <sighs> What's his name in real life? I don't know. You mentioned his name, the guy. I can't. Oh, Breaking Bad. No, um, he's been in a lot of things. Tom Hanks. No, <laughs> no. Who was he in the movie? I can't remember his name. I, no, but I, just explain who he was, he was in the in movie. Like a red, red suit. He was introducing things. Oh, Kevin Pollock. Pollock. That's not his favorite. That's not his best movie. I love that we went to all of this (laughs) just to name someone who was better at everything else. (laughs) (laughs) It was annoying me. For crying out loud. (laughs) (laughs) It's for three people left listening to the podcast. Thank you for waving that out. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Uh... Uh, you can always cut this bit. Let's move. No, I'm leaving this in. <laughs> this is also going to be the end of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, oh, I guess that time, Ethan. Age game, age game. Let's all play the. I never want to hurt my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? Age game. Uh, what do you got for us today? Uh, I've got the band. So first we got Tom Everett Scott. So that Ooh. is Guy. 26. I'm going older. 28. 
Oh, I get to say that Ian cheated this time because he is 26. Oh, I'm, I'm notoriously bad at this. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, no, you're just always bang on, Ethan. That's the difference. <laughs> yeah. I'm clever. Yeah, okay. um, <laughs> you know how to operate Google search. <laughs> my spidey senses are tingling. <laughs> uh, then we have Jim, uh, no, Lenny, Tom Hanks. Uh, wait, no. No, Lenny, Steve's on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There goes all that cleverness you were claiming to have. Um, uh, Steve Zahn. I'm going to go oh, 29. I'm going older again. 32. Oh, you're, you're correct again. You're going for a, for a full run this time, and It's 29. Woo! What? <laughs> yeah. He's on fire. Ooh, that boy is on, on fire. fire. Yeah. <laughs> and then we actually do have Tom Hanks. Okay. Here Mr. we go. White. Okay, this is ninety six. He's yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go because I think I remember how old he was in that th- in in uh, a league of their own. So I'm gonna go from that. I think he is thirty eight. I'm going forty. Oh, Liam's taking it. It's forty this time. Oh, is it really? Okay. Yeah. Mm. I stole your crown. Sixty five this year. Wow. He's yeah. second. Sixty five this year. Wow. Yep. Yeah. He looks uh, good for Jonathan Sher, so Jimmy. Jimmy. Oh, it's hard because I don't know him from anything else. No, I don't. Uh, 25. Older. 29. 27. Ooh, a split. Yes, yeah, split. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to the love interest for him, Liv Tyler. Oh, okay. Mm. Let's see what I can do here. 24. 23. I was going to go 23. Oh, you guys are both a bit too high. 19. What? Wow. Yeah. Oh, she in the crazy video. Oh, she's young. She's like 17 or something. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Jesus. Sorry, that went a bit higher. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. And then, and then TB player, uh, Ethan Embry. Mm. Really difficult. Cause I'm trying to keep this in Empire Records in my head and figure out what the timeline is. I think uh, it's, uh, I mean, Empire Records ninety five. I want to think. Yeah, it's ninety six or ninety four. <laughs> Twenty six. You are. Oh, it's difficult. Isn't it? I'm on twenty five. Uh, he's eighteen. Wow. wow, he must. I have thought he looked really young in Empire Records. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Wow. Is that it? I had to, I had to double check that because I was like, that can't that can't be. Jesus. Are we done? Yeah. I saw on that one this week. You did. You Get did, in. You did. Well done. All right. So with some slight technical difficulties. <laughs> slight. And a uh, bloody fart that went off in the middle of the <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ethan, I also asked you to do the Critics Corner here. What do you got for us? Yeah. So first, I've got Janet Maslin from the New York Times who says, Mr. Hank's debut feature written and directed with delightful good cheer is a rock and roll nostalgia presented as pure fizz and gave it 3.5 out of 5. Okay. Uh, Emmanuel Levy of Variety said a sweet, likable tale of the quick rise to fame and then demise of a small town band and a gumpish look at a a a mythical period when boys were boys and girls were girls with no reference to the sex and drug subculture and gave it a B. Okay. Um... We have Richard Corliss uh, of Time Magazine that says, uh, a movie that, like many a pop tune, has a cute idea, but a simple-minded lyric and gave it 2.5 out of 5. Oh, wow. Okay. And of the Chicago Sun-Times, 
Roger Ebert Ebs. says, without hauling in a lot of deep meanings, it remembers with great warmth a time and a place with three out of four stars. A time and a place, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I've also got from Roger Ebert, this movie may be in- inconsequential, but in some ways, that's a strength. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of sounds like what George just said. It was predictable, but that's not always yeah, a bad thing. Fine. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so let's see what our critics thought of it, shall we? So, usual things went up. Is it a great film, good film, okay film, or poor film? And actually, we had just as many votes for okay film as great film as our oh, two leading wow. things. Yeah. So 32% thought great film, 28%, 29% thought good film, 32% said okay film, and 7% thought poor film. So it's definitely split in sort of opinions here. Even the score says, this is one of those movies that is great because it is simple. No crazy storylines. No major hijinks, just a quaint story that delivers the ends within the and sorry, the, the, just a quaint story that delivers and ends within the time. Yeah. Love it. I will say, no crazy storylines or major hijinks. Like the one guy runs away to join the Marines and never comes back, and and the and, and the guitar player runs off to Vegas, Vegas. and gets married and yeah. never comes back. And God's and in the it. band and, <laughs> and, and God is like interested in someone's like relationship. Really interesting. Yeah. Uh, we've got Ed from the Film Hut Podcast who says massive fan of this film. I think Hanks really nails that 50s, 60s aesthetic and delivers a solid story of it. it's very fun to revisit from time to time. I think Tom Everett Scott is an underrated leading man who has a type of weirdness and charm that I've always found interesting. I'd agree with that. Yeah, I agree. He's yeah. got it's kind of a weird charm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carlos says, haven't seen it, so he's got nothing. He's got nothing. A <laughs> uh, friend of the podcast, Juline. 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 Here comes the bride. <laughs> says, I thought it was all right. I thought the love story was just squeezed in as an afterthought. I really wanted something bad to happen to Jimmy. Wasn't a bad way to relax and spend a couple of hours. Because she had seen this and watched it just for the podcast Aww. god bless you julian yeah thank you uh weed wine and true crime said and now that thing you do will be stuck in my head all day long just from reading this yeah, it's, and a such great, as, it's a great song that's where that where are we at is the question where are we at so where what are, are our we? ratings what are our ratings okay i really like this film it's a very fun movie it it's not hard to work out you know it's it's a fun roller coaster of a movie. Yep. Um, the song is so catchy. Yeah. Um, when you get, when they get excited, you get excited. Yep. You know, when they're standing on stage, you go, "How did I get here? Get here!" You know, you're like, "Yeah, I know. I'd be the same. I'd be like staring at all them people going, oh, my god.'" Yeah. Um, I do love this movie, but that does have falling points where I think a lot of it was on the cut room floor, didn't explain things. Um, so I'm going to go for. A strong, okay, mediocre. Oh, well, I, was, I just smiled because you said strong. That's all. I it's endearing. Go for it. A very strong seven and a half chords. Seven and a half chords. <laughs> Cordettes. Cordettes. There we go. Seven and a half cordettes. Very good. Uh, Ethan. Yeah, I'll do George's first as well. Uh, she said she liked that she thinks it's very sweet and there's nothing really wrong with it. And she didn't hate Tom Hanks in this. That's progress. Oh, so progress. it's something that she was able to get past and she gives it a 7 out of 10. Oh. Okay. Uh, Yourself? Yeah, and mine, I think this is a really sweet film. It is, it's cute. It's It hits all the right beats of like a, a, essentially a comfort movie. I'm going to compare this to Chef, which nothing... 
soul shattering happens i just have a happy fun time throughout it and i'm enjoying it the music's fantastic yeah. uh, and catchy i like all of the characters bar jimmy but that's kind of the point by the <laughs> yeah. end and for a de- directorial debut for tom hanks i think everything is really well done it's just an issue of what's left on the cutting room floor i'm sure explains most of my issues away but as everything that it presents itself as, I had a great time. I'm giving it eight balls of stew out of ten. Eight balls of yeah. stew. You know when you smiled? Yeah. And I said, oh, well, I'll give it a mediocre. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Yeah. I was going to say eight. <laughs> mediocre eight. <laughs> or, or a strong. Or very strong. You went for very strong. Very strong seven and a half. Yeah. Yeah, because I had you at eight and a half. You said seven and a half. I had Ethan at seven and a half. He went eight. I had Georgia at seven and a half. She went seven. So oh. not my usual razor focus, but I wasn't off on anybody today. No, 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 no. It's weird to put it in the grand scheme of things. It is. And yeah. I found myself two-thirds of the way in doing what I do every time this movie's on it, two-thirds of the way in, where I go, this movie's great. Mm-hmm. This movie's so much fun. This movie's got a warmth and a heart to it that yes. is endearing. And then we rush to the finish, and I go, oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to put it up there with, like, those eight-and-a-half type films. Yeah. The Back to the Futures and things like that. You know, it's warm. It's a lovely self-enclosed little story. I, I get to feel on the inside of this band. And we get to be in the wonders. Just yeah. like Faye, yeah. we're in the wonders kind of adjacent. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but there's too many things you'll have to hold in the bag on. Yeah. At the end where I'm just like, all right. So I'm going to go eight pushes from Lamar in the right direction out of yeah, 10. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I love that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, all right. So we had an, it's two a eights, film. a seven and a half and a seven. So it'll be it'll yeah. be up there. Yeah, when yeah. we get to episode 100, I am going to count down <sighs> from 99 to oh, 1 wow. our highest films. Wow. In portions, not like yeah, yeah, in yeah. one fell yeah. swoop. But we'll <laughs> do like... Say, that's a, such a long over. We'll do 10 at a time throughout. throughout okay. And we'll do right. sort of stopping moments there. So that'll be all right. Cool. So that's where we're at as far as that goes. Um... So um, we've got a lot coming up, but first and foremost, we have a couple of things. So first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to drop the Halloween film. So yeah. Halloween, we need audience help on our Halloween film. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not going to be like last time where we got the submitted choice and we spun the wheel and we got heat to end cool the hot film summer, which was a great way to end <laughs> the summer. It was. Um, this time we're going to do what we did last time. We're just going to present a, uh, a film as, 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 as our nominee, mm-hmm. and then we'll let the audience decide based on that. Ethan has promised not to hijack the poll. <laughs> and I've promised and not get- to have anything horrific as a horror film. Yeah, yeah he, I think he realizes who he's playing with. We're not, we're not yeah. horror people in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> so here we go. Um, let's start, if we could. Uh, I have George's pick, so maybe I'll start by giving George's yeah. pick. Okay. Georgia went for something Halloween adjacent. Uh, she is 100% serious on this, and I think it's going to finish in last place in the poll by country <laughs> mile. She has chosen Casper, starring Christina Ricci, like the mid nineties. Oh Bill, I think it was Bill Pullman Bill and Pullman, Christina Ricci. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Casper. That's a nice I remember movie. this film. So that is George's pick, uh, oh. which we'll remember next Georgia. week as it receives very few votes. You'll get my vote, George. She might get, maybe they'll <laughs> make get, us do it. At a, get one. If it's ironic, okay, this could be our bottom movie. This could be movie number 99 <laughs> when we review the top 99 films. <laughs> but regardless, there it is. So George's pick is Casper. Liam, what are you putting forward? All right, I'm going to put forward. I'm not a big fan of horror movies. You know this. I do know um, this. But I have seen this movie... Um, a few times, because um, it's more of a slasher movie rather than a horror movie. Okay, 
I'm going to go for Friday the 13th, part one. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. I know. Right? Oh, my face is like, <laughs> oh, no. I really don't want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I, oh, I, hey. wow. We have gone our first two picks from Casper yep. to Friday the 13th, <laughs> part one. Yep. Okay. Ethan. Nice. <laughs> so. I decided that I probably shouldn't do anything too spooky or scary, so I just go in the theme of what you expect at Halloween, which is um, some people like vampires, so I thought I'd go with a, with a vampire-adjacent film uh, from a director we've not covered yet, but we've given a bit of praise, uh, a Mr. Taika Waititi, What We Do in the Shadows, the vampire mockumentary. Wow. Is that yeah. the Johnny Depp one? No, 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 no. That's Dark Shadows. I know, oh, I know of this. All oh, right, yeah. <laughs> I am so terrified. I'm going to pivot on what my original pick was because <laughs> I need to pick something that might win. <laughs> Last year, I think I brought Scream to the table. I'm not doing yeah. Scream Two. I'm not doing Scream Two. <laughs> I'm going to do something from an actor Liam that you and I both really, really like, and a director that I don't think we've done yet either. Okay. I'm going, I think it's 1991, Alec Baldwin, Gina Davis, Winona Ryder, and Michael Keaton. Beetlejuice. I'm going to do Beetlejuice. Yeah, that's good. That was on my short list to decide. I've pivoted to this. Oh, what are you going to do? I'll tell you off, Mike. I was going to do something else. Uh, (laughs) Have you pivoted to this because of my pick? Because of everybody's face. Because <laughs> I thought Georgia was going to go somewhere different. I was like, oh, it'll be this, this, this. I had a couple in my head. I'm like, all right, I can do this or do this. Do you know what my original pick was? Off mic, off mic. Okay, okay. Just, I've, got a, I've got a list I'll tell you guys later because okay. they're, they're so varied. So, geez, there's our picks. So it's Casper, <laughs> Friday the 13th, part one. Yeah. Or the first, whatever it was. Yeah, the, yeah, the original one. The first one, yeah. 1979 or something like that, or 1980, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we've got what? What happens in the shadows? Is that what's called? Uh, what we do in the shadows. what we do in the shadows? Yeah, and then Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Yeah, that's my vote. <laughs> so oh, damn it. <laughs> Uh, that is that. So we will announce the winner next week. Now, what are we doing next week? I'm now very afraid because you just chose something completely stupid for your Halloween pick. <laughs> so what are you choosing for us to do next week? Liam? Well, it's another horror movie. Cause I oh, think for flippity dippity sake. <laughs> I'm going really hardcore here. Really gory. Very, you know. You know George is going to try and watch this, right? I'm not really. Oh, okay. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> just one year. I reeled him in. Oh, this this film, by the way, I've watched um, a lot when I was a kid, and I watched it as an adult twice. I think really love this movie. Um, no one else has ever seen this. When I say, "Have you seen this movie?" and they go, "What are you talking about?" Call Hand Luke. Oh, is this is this Paul Newman? Paul Newman. Excellent. Call I'm Hand up, Luke. I'm well up for this. Never seen it. Love this movie. That's Love a it. that's a film I've heard so many times that people <coughs> reference, and I'm like, yeah, cowboy movie. So you don't get enough credit as like as like the historian of this podcast because you really are. Oh, the one who picks like these older films that the rest yeah, of us yeah, probably yeah. wouldn't choose. Oh, okay. Well done, you. Thank you. Cool Hand Luke, starring yeah. the incomparable Paul Newman. Oh, 
Brilliant. I haven't seen enough Paul Newman stuff in my life, actually, so I'm really well up for this. Oh, cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I didn't know which way I was going to go with you, but I assumed... Not generally. I thought it was going to be a good... good. It's no Friday the 13th, I'll tell you that much. I'll tell you this. It's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Is it really? Yeah. You did tell me that, actually, in a message, yeah, Yeah, that the movie you chose was going to be 100%. Yeah, yeah. All right, so that's where we have for that. So... Um, just on the way out, remember, check out everything we got coming up on the pod. We're about to hit stop. I'm going to move up the sound file over, and then we're going to do the mailbag. Check mm-hmm. that out, as well as all the good stuff we got coming up here. It sounds like eventually we're going to have to try and find some time for a Breaking Bad clip for takeoff, as well, because oh, that's just... Uh, yeah, because I've never seen it. There we go. So, uh, on top of that, we hope George will be back with us next week. We, yeah. don't, we don't know. Uh, or maybe one of you guys will have left by that point, too, and it's going to be... <laughs> Maybe this is like the end of that thing you do, and you guys are all just sort of taking off here. Well, should I should I leave the podcast next week, <laughs> but come back as Georgia? <laughs> oh no, what's happening? I've never seen Georgia and Liam in the same room. To be fair, yeah, that's there right. We are, see? <laughs> so uh, go ahead, check all that stuff out. Uh, we have a merch store. Check out some of the great BFE sort of merch. Liam, work, uh, Ethan works very, very hard getting some stuff up there. We've got like an NWO themed shirt. We've got a Helvetica shirt. We got some good stuff yeah, out yeah. there. Yeah, people have been sending us pictures of their shirts. It's always nice when we see someone repping the BFE in their community. And it's so cool to see that on a person. It is. And compared to Photoshop, it's great. And like I said earlier, we got a Patreon coming. We will be drip feeding more information as the weeks yes, come we by. So, um, please join us next week when we tackle the Paul Newman classic. 100% yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, as they say in my country. I can't wait. I love this movie. Or Rotten Tomatoes, as they say in your country. Rotten Tomatoes. Cool hand, Luke. Four. Best film ever. I've been Ian. I've been Liam. And I've been Ethan. And I want to thank you guys for joining me here. How did we get here? I led you here for I Am Spartacus. And if you join us next week, folks, you'll just catch us doing that thing we do. (laughs) We'll catch you on the flippity flap. The flippity flip flop.